Hey there, hi there, ho there, it's Olivia. It's Charlie. And we're here with the content warnings for the episode, content warning racism, classism, abortion, sexual assault, and fat phobia. Yep. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Hey everybody. Hi y'all. Hello. Uh, this episode of Tropes and Dreams is brought to you by my neighbor playing music so loudly that I can <laughs> feel it. Um, really, I hope that... It is not distracting because I can't do a thing about it. Can't do it. Like, nope. last week we didn't plug the microphone in. Yeah, this That's, week yeah. we'll be sponsored by <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Also, I'm Charlie. I'm Olivia. We never hey. do that. I Could you, if right now, like and subscribe? I know I'm supposed to do that at the end, but what if I forget? What if we just said it right now? <laughs> Don't listen to the episode. <laughs> just review it. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to me on the internet. Uh, we're here to talk to you this week about a movie that is not necessarily a rom com, but no, but it fits so it, good into whatever has, the fuck this is. Yes, <laughs> the formula is in play. There's some calm, although I think it's calm they didn't intend. There's just some <laughs> some rather silly bits, um, and then it's rom as hell. Yeah, it's uh, dirty dancing. Dirty dancing, baby. God damn it! It's, wow, it's so much fun. We were trying to figure out what movie to watch. And then Charlie found Dirty Dancing in my DVD collection, and she was like, interesting, we have to This is the only choice, actually. That's unfortunate. Um, We have to. It is so sexy. It's a sexy movie. It's a sexy movie. It's so good. As we will talk about right now, it... They were like, damn, this is gonna be for chicks, and, like, everybody's gonna forget about it. And then everybody said, turns out... (laughs) This is forever. This is forever. They they specifically were like, this is going to be a chick flick for teenage girls. Mm. And it was slated to be in theaters for like one week, right? Yeah. Like it was yes. like a low budget. It was $5 million budget, mm-hmm. which for a movie is little. And adults came through in hordes. And then those adults came back to the theaters and they brought their friends and they told their friends. And this movie had made $10 million within the first 10 days of being out. Yes. It took the world by storm. The soundtrack went platinum 11 times. Which is insane. That is so <laughs> crazy. Holy shit. Absolutely. I don't know where that falls on the like, spectrum of soundtracks of all time, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> that's very, I know that's it's more than I've had. This movie was kind of unbelievable. It managed to escape my upbringing. Like, I didn't... Yeah, mine too. Like, yeah. I, I... It was not... Something that I saw when I was, like, 13 and I was like, holy shit. I think I saw it in college. Yeah, I think I saw it for the first time when I was already, like, a fully formed person. Mm-hmm. Um, and still a lot of stuff went over my head. Like, watching it last night, I was like, oh, damn. Oh, shit. Yep. What? Like, yeah. Just some weird choices that when you're an adult, you're like, are you sure? But it was so good. It was so good. And I know we will talk about this more because it's the movie, but it is, like, the gold standard Of, like, abortion rights Mm. propaganda. Like, I don't want to say propaganda, but just, like, portrayal of abortion that doesn't frame the pregnant person as, like, a terrible, slutty villain who couldn't get her shit together. And the conversation isn't centered around, like, the morality of abortion. It's about, like, her safety Mm -hmm. and whether she can have kids after. It's not like there's never a discussion of, like, oh, my God, but what if you go to hell? It's just, it's... And to this day, it is, like, I, I think it is, like, lauded as maybe the best depiction of an illegal abortion pre-Roe v. Wade. I was just gonna say, like, a big part of it is that 
It was uh, the movie is set in sixty three. You can't tell. You no. You, you cannot tell. In name only. In name only. It was set in sixty three, and it's important that it wasn't legal. Like to yeah. the plot, like it needs like this is how bad that this can get right. when it when things are illegal. I was reading um, a, an interview with the woman who wrote it, and she wrote it based on her own upbringing. She it's just like it's this teenager. It's like a coming of age. Wow, I'm sexy. I'm eighteen, and it's summertime. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fucking Eleanor Bergstein is the woman who wrote Dirty Dancing, and she did other stuff, but, like, when you read about her, this is, like, kind of her thing, and she was like, cool, I changed the world, I'll be hanging out forever. (laughs) She's still alive. Uh, Seems cool, but in the interview I read, she was like, yeah, I wanted to make a movie that was romantic and that was about real people having stuff happen to them. And she just talked at length about how, like, you can't divorce an ideology from a person and that just, like, people who live in the real world and have real problems also experience romance and being teenagers Mm. and going to dances and being hungry and slutty and sad and lonely and angry. Like, it's just people. First of all, like, that's very cool and that's a very cool ideology to have as a lady who was born in 1938. But she also talked in this interview about specifically writing abortion into the plot, into the story, in a way that it couldn't be edited out, it couldn't be lifted out, it couldn't be, like, cut around. Mm -hmm. It is integral to... What makes the story go. It is the two protagonists falling in love and helping and supporting each other around this thing, Mm -hmm. around this illegal abortion in 1963, and it is so cool. Mm-hmm. And me being like, the abortion was neat, but just like, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember reading a long time ago, not in our 15-minute research time, what you said just now about her really paying homage to, like, real people having yeah. real problems and still being like, yeah, but, like, you and me. Patrick Swayze, I think, and Jennifer Grey, like, did an interview, like, 30 years after fucking Dirty Dancing, and they were like, it's just about human people. Yeah. And that's so neat. And it feels... it. Doesn't quite feel that way when you watch it. Right. It feels a little silly. It feels a little like, uh, but then like reflecting on it, you're like, yeah, they're just, they're having a life. And I think we're going to talk about it when we talk about the plot, but like the abortion being the pivotal thing within the movie makes it real rather than like a lot of other rom-com tropes of like, oh no, if we don't do, if we don't get Johnny the letter by 10, he's going to... He's gonna say I'm silly on the internet. Like, it's right. a real the circumstance. The stakes are yeah. real. And just, like, sprinting down the street at midnight, tears streaking down your face because Johnny was mean to you on the yeah. internet. Yeah. Like, it's not that that's not a real problem that people experience, but watching the stakes get heightened for these little reasons mm-hmm. is always a little absurd in rom-coms. And as we talked about, we've talked about, like, every episode, just, like, the rom-com universe is a parallel universe where people don't have real problems or identities. Right. They are just ideas of people, and it's the idea of romance and the idea of love. And this movie is extremely campy and mm-hmm. has unbelievably silly moments and, like, plot holes you could park a truck in, but it's about people, yeah. and the intention was for it to be about people, and it pivots on this fundamental, like, wow, rights are so cool, man, it was bad before we had those, holy shit, yeah. holy shit, and yeah. people who get abortions are just people. Are just people. And people who have other problems, also just people. People who are rich, because this entire movie is, like, class mm-hmm. is crazy. It's all about class struggle and, like, baby's journey of, like, vaguely achieving class consciousness. Vaguely. And she, I mean, she's still, like, 
a rich girl with the cat skills, yeah. like, kind of trying to put the pieces together. But yeah. it's just about people. There's a reason why it's important. Even if it's silly, there's a reason why it's important. So, I would like to talk about some of the actors. Do it. Um, so, obviously, we have Jennifer Grey and um, Patrick Swayze as our leads. Jennifer Grey um, is the daughter of, like, a Broadway god. Um, he was in basically every late 60s to, like, early 90s Broadway show. And she was, like, movies for me. She was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and then in this, and then kind of has done smaller things since then, but, I mean, she's in Dirty Dancing. Congratulations to her. Patrick Swayze, this was his big break, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, you can tell. He don't do a good job. <laughs> it's He's... a little hard when you watch him. <laughs> I mean, it's very nice to look at him, but when you listen to him, you're like, hmm. When he has to pretend to have feelings, you're like, are you quite certain? Are you sure Are you sure? That? Okay. Um, and then... Cynthia Rhodes is the woman who plays um, Penny, who is the woman who has an abortion, and she is um, so thin, if a, a stiff wind could pick her up, she's the tiniest woman I've ever seen. <laughs> I stayed nervous the entire movie that a stiff wind would, would pick her up. up like, and go. when someone, I was talking about this, when someone is that athletic and that mm. thin, I, I am distracted <laughs> from how beautiful they look doing what they're doing by how worried I am that they are going to snap in half. Yeah. In half. Holy In half. shit. Absolutely. Absolutely fair. She was, basically, she was an amazing dancer who they said, you're so beautiful. Would you like to be in a few movies? And she said, I will get that bag and then leave. <laughs> and so she was in Flashdance. She was in, um, God, what is it? What's the, Summer Nights? Bitch. Uh, a Summer dance Nights. movie? <laughs> in this half? I think it's John Travolta's movie. Sure. Nope. Staying Alive. Fuck me. Who who knows? Kelly Bishop is plays the mother. The mother has like two lines, but she's the grandmother in from Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. And yes. I, the in terms of the stuff that I didn't clock whenever I watched this for the first time, which again wasn't in my childhood, mm -hmm. but was like I, a while ago. Yeah. I had no idea that that was the grandmother, and I was like, that's the mom, and they don't. She's not written she's, for you to give a fuck about oh, her. Oh no. Oh my god. She's okay. like barely there. She's there to be a slight woman in the background. Yeah, slight and just kind of like, if you think it's best. And yeah. then like, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. But she's the fucking grandma from Gilmore Girls, and like, that's wild. It's wild to watch an actor you know is not only competent, but like extraordinarily gifted, mm. play a role where they are like set dressing. No one. Yeah. They are absolutely yes. no one. And she has to have a mom, so just have her stand there. She's and right, fucking... and it's just like, God damn. Yeah. You had, what's the, what's her fucking name? Kelly Bishop. You had Kelly Bishop. You had her. <laughs> Let's pretend that I knew her name before. <laughs> um, and then the dad is Jerry Orbach, who in this movie didn't do all that great, but is also, like, an acting legend. He was on Broadway for a long time, transitioned into movies. Um, he was Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. He was on SVU. Um, he was in this. He he was nominated for Golden Globes. He was the and... subject of a John Mulaney bit that changed my brain. <laughs> that just Because when Jerry Orbach passed away, he donated his organs, and there were these signs up in New York about how Jerry Orbach donated his eyes to two New Yorkers. And... I have, I like, I have this bit memorized and I'm not going to do someone else's bit, but it is the reason I know Jerry Orbach's name. Like, you were like, Jerry Orbach, and I was I'm like, like we, we, I know about his eyeballs! Something's funny! he got his eyes! <laughs> Two different people have his eyes! <laughs> and they both have one thing in common. <laughs> oh my god, everybody listen to that bit! 
Holy um, shit. Um, he was like an acting god. He was, I mean, um, he's talented based he's, on all this evidence, yeah. but this movie, like, he doesn't do a great job and he plays the father whose character is less of a character and more just a guy who presents obstacles throughout the movie. <laughs> sure. Um, just doesn't, like, have really a personality. He's sure. just, like, the doctor dad. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, and that's kind of... We don't have a lot of heavy hitters in the in the... I don't want to say not heavy hitters. We don't have a stacked cast of, like, super memorable names because it was a it was a cheaper film. So, like, yeah. this was the break for a lot of people. This was, like, another stepping stone for a few people, but it wasn't, like, Usher is not gonna <laughs> appear. DJ in the yeah. high school in <laughs> right. this particular right. film. Right. Well, in this, uh, in the year of our Lord, 1987, movies that came out, Fatal Attraction, mm. excellent. Good Morning Vietnam, wow. Lethal Weapon, Wall Street, Robocop, and Moonstruck. Moonstruck! Oh! That's what, what were people on in the late 80s that they were like, romantic movies are gonna be so cool and weird. Yeah. So cool and weird? So cool and, I'm gonna, what if, stay with me, Mm. we were right romantic movies mm. about real people. Damn, bitch. Oh, fuck! I will say, Moonstruck is not a great example of- Are you kidding me? Have you not come across a handless man with a vendetta against his douchey brother and you meet him and you get swept away in the moment and then he takes you for a beautiful night at the opera? Nicholas Cage's character, while he is a lot of things, it's not a realistic portrayal of a human person. No, but like the, the mother yes, and the father no, and like all of- like, all yes, he is a man who lost his hand <laughs> while baking while doing something while doing something boy um even <laughs> even though he is in that movie oh my god everybody just, else in that film is unbelievable that's true i think the like ensemble characters getting to be colorful mm-hmm. is something that oh my god do you not have an italian grandfather with seven dogs <laughs> <laughs> it's 1987 i wasn't around in 1987 I was. Okay. <laughs> stupid fucking joke. I don't know why I the had The joke to do is that. that I'm slightly older than I said I was. Gotcha! <laughs> Hold for applause. Oh my god. Um, the FDA approved ACT, AZT, which, not ACT. ACT is the standardized test you take to get into college. <laughs> ACT is like the groundbreaking drug. life-saving AIDS drug. Yeah, yeah. those are different. You want to You know, I don't have a lot to say about it. I am reading this horribly formatted website about the year 1987. Shocking that the websites that are about specific years are not designed (laughs) spectacularly. But, like, 
In terms of cool stuff, the FDA approved AZT. Saved a lot of people's lives. Uh, very fucking cool. We watched this movie. Yes. We would like to talk to you about it. Yes. Cool. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read the plot. It's gonna be great. In the summer of 1963, Frances Hausman, or Baby, is vacationing with her parents, Jake and Marjorie Hausman, and her older sister, Lisa, at Kellerman's, an upscale Catskills resort owned by Max, Jake's friend. Exploring one night, Baby secretly observes Max instructing the waiters, all Ivy League students, to romance the guests' daughters, no matter how unattractive. Max also demeans the working-class entertainment staff, including Johnny Castle, one of the dance instructors. Baby is attracted to Johnny and dances briefly with him after his cousin, Billy, introduces them at a staff-secret dirty dancing party. Cool. Cool. Wow, this is also just, like... A better... A better plot, really good summary. plot summary. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yes, after demeaning them. Yes! <laughs> yes, that is true, and that's important. We've been starved for a decent fucking plot summary. Yes, we have. Um, so it opens on, like, just kind of B-roll of, like, random characters dirty dancing. But it's black and white, and, and it's, it's, like... very nice. I don't know the terminology. Like, it looks like older footage of dancing. Mm. Black and white, kind of, like, fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And very nice. Very and it's nice. To it's a the great intro. song Be My Baby uh-huh. by the Ronettes. And it's really great. It's delightful. I, throughout this movie, I have so much fun watching the dancing, but I don't have dance training mm. like my co host. Like me. So, I don't have slutty dance training, though, in the way that. No, that's just innate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just in you. Maybe she's born with it. I was born with it. I was born very <laughs> Maybe it's happening right now. Yeah, I. Don't think this kind of dancing exists anywhere anymore. I think you can sexy partner dance in a to a lot of different in a lot of different genres of dance, but like this is kind of like their first version of like club dancing, yeah. but it's still partnered. It it doesn't feel like it exists it's, anywhere. I there mean, are no steps. It's, it's the just se- rubbing. It's gyrating. It's, yeah. ru- it's it is straight up the rubbing. most sexual dancing I have ever seen. Yes. And I I think that it is of that era. I think that 1963 mm-hmm. is like it. And I think it's really funny. We watched Hairspray the other night and mm-hmm. in the scene at the record shop, they also dance like that. Yes. I think it is a 60s thing. Yeah. I We were talking about how maybe it makes sense coming out of like the repression of the 50s and just like yeah. the way that ever, the way that when people talk about getting back to the good old days of America, they're just talking about that one decade yeah. where everything looked like that horrible, and it was horrible, horrible for everybody, everybody who wasn't Don Draper. Like yeah. the 60s, I think in a lot of ways you saw like, we're holy shit, that was bad. Anything that's not that. And you saw a lot of extremes and one of them was sexual liberation. And I think that being reflected in dance mm-hmm. makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, and it's still being partnered right, in that Because way. it's olden times. Yes, it's still, yeah, because... This could be wrong, and, like, super willing to be told that it's wrong, but, like, disco took over after that, and Mm. disco kind of took over the, like, single person showing off the moves that you get, like, like, the soul train kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, like, you show your moves rather than, like, being with somebody and performing with them. It's like, oh, look at me. Look at the stuff that I get to do. And this feels like just before then when everybody was still like, hey, we can freestyle. There are no set steps to this. There's no codified, like, basic of this kind of dancing. It's just us together freestyling. And then that turns into, like, a single person freestyle. That is of my brain. And if you're like, damn, 
that's wrong. Let me know. Tropes and dreams on Instagram. At yes. Tropes and dreams. <laughs> at let tropes us know. Dreams. I do think. I think I've seen partnered disco stuff, but I think sure. to your point sure, about disco being the... very much like, like, like the kind of dance we're seeing in Dirty Dancing. You couldn't make that a solo thing in the no. way that disco. You can dance with someone, but it is also very. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a very it can like, be an individual yeah. kind of thing. Absolutely. Hell so yeah. That's what my brain thought. But, very cool. Um. Nonetheless, so hot, so hot, in a way that, like, I think I saw it for the first time in maybe late high school, and I didn't care about it, right. and then I rewatched it in college, and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I don't know God. why the unbelievable horniness did not shoot through the screen at me when I first saw it, but it just didn't. Well, I think I had the same experience, yeah. I don't know why. I think that when you're growing up and an adult in your life tells you, oh, you should watch this really great movie, like a part of your brain shuts off and you're like, fuck that yeah. fucking movie. It's Absolutely. old and you're old and I hate you. But just like, I think I had the same experience. Yeah. We're like, I don't know how this movie didn't like possess my body yeah. in the way that it absolutely has. Now has. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my God. Yes. It's one of the sexiest movies I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my whole life. Absolutely. In such a wonderful way, the da- mm-hmm. like I've never, I've never seen dancing like that. Just like at high school dances, they mm-hmm. were it was oh my god! If you started grinding, they were like you're slutty and we hate you and oh detention and jail maybe. Oh my but god. this this fucking movie is like from a million years. In- yeah, my experience was not like that in high school. <laughs> Straight up, it was almost pitch black on the homecoming dance floor. Like like you had to be like Hannah. <laughs> Hannah, where are you? Like, because you are, you're grinding so vigorously. Oh my god. It is so hot. There are no lights. The music is so loud. You sweat through the back of your fake satin TJ Maxx homecoming dress. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea where you are. Jesus Christ. See, that's so fun. Yeah, we absolutely, it did not go down like that. People got down, like, hiking up your little dress, and you're sure. wearing, like, the volleyball shorts underneath right. it. Right, right, right. Just, like, face down, ass, ass up. up. Absolutely. And that's really great. When I was going to high school dances, I wasn't, like, on the ball about how I felt about my body and my sexuality sure. enough to, like, get down oh. in public oh, like it's get that. Oh, get time. God. Oh, it was so, so great. great. But the reason that I brought this up was just, like, the, the sluttiest, most, mo- like, contemporary dance moment that I can think of high school clubs going dancing another cut like anything I it doesn't hold a candle to this this shit shit. this 60 shit and that is so cool and wild and I just would read so much so many think pieces and hypotheses about why I mean like a lot of dances have revival time so like Mm -hmm. swing had a big revival like 10 years ago and like different dance styles come back and are still like where are people doing this (laughs) Where are they doing it? Shoot me. Like, yeah. Tell, what is up? We live in a very big city. Cross streets. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'm interested. Um, not interested in the original people who are doing it. That, I think, would Nay. be less fun to do with them. <laughs> but, anyway. Okay, so, it's still the beginning of the movie because we haven't gone very far. The girl's um, baby and her sister, Lisa, are in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is playing, Baby has a voiceover, she's like, It was the summer, everybody called me Baby, and it didn't occur to me to mind. Thank you, thank God, I was trying, before I came here, I was like, how did she say that? And I couldn't get it. No, it's it's just like an expositional monologue about time and place, it's just a lot of, here's what's up, here's what's happening, here's who I am, I'm the protagonist, get with it, but 
the most important aspect of the monologue is that she says it's 1963, and that is, like, one of the only clues we get about (laughs) it being 1963. and throughout the movie, headbands are the occasional (laughs) sporadic headbands. Absolutely. But it's, oh my god, I think everybody I've ever talked to about this movie, Eddie, I have to remind them that that it it is not set in the 80s. Yes, absolutely, because also the soundtrack... A lot of the hair, a lot the of the costuming. It's insane how much it is not the 60s in this movie. And they just didn't care. They just didn't care. She said it was the 60s in the beginning. Were you not paying attention? Holy shit. Are Holy you sh- stupid? <laughs> Anyways, she also says in this voiceover, um, I also thought I would never find a guy as great as my dad. Weird. Um, which is super weird. I Because, like, sometimes the way that you relate to a romantic partner is based on your parents, but also you're never like, wow, am I seeking out somebody who's exactly like a parent? Yeah. To your to your point about just, like, you gravitate towards certain qualities yes. and all of that shit, yes. but I have never met a person who was like, I'm trying to find someone like my dad. And no. And said that out loud. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's a little rough. That's weird. That's yes. weird, and, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really think I'm wrong, though. Anyway, <laughs> she has that monologue. She has that monologue. She gets out. We set up the fact that um, her sister is a horrible piece of shit because she likes girly things. She's just, like, whiny, and she's not the favorite, but... Yeah. In such an obvious way, in yeah. that, like, later in the movie, she's like, Dad talks to me now. He listens when I talk, and it's like, oh, he should have been doing that the whole time. That's not time. Jennifer Grace's fault, <laughs> <That's> actually... <laughs> Oh, just because you guys, whoop, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but right. it's most of the things the sister says, uh, she just says them so that we are reminded that Baby is the so much better one. than her. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, she just like gets out of the car and she's like, Mom, I knew I should have packed the other shoes. I wanted the other <laughs> shoes. And her mom's like, you've already packed ten pairs. And she's like, fuck you, Mom. <laughs> like, she just like doesn't do anything other than bitch about yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely. Holy absolutely. shit. It's very funny. So they get to the cat scales. Um, the cat scales? Cat scales? Cat skills. <laughs> They get to the scaly cat! Charlie walked out my front door! Charlie's gone! Welcome to the podcast where I, Olivia Love. Um, my next note is, why is Patrick Swayze 50? Um, and I think it's a good question. I think it's worthwhile because... Oh, but we have to set up, they get, they get to the Catskills. Oh, that's true. And then, and then, um, they're there, we set up that Jake, the dad, and, like, the owner of this place are are old friends, that the older sister is horrible, that... The mom barely exists. Mom barely exists. Baby talks to, basically, Patrick Swayze's cousin... And, like, they set up that they're, like, a little bit friends. Like, they're nice to each other kind of off the bat. Oh, my God. Do they talk? Mm-hmm. He's the bag boy. Damn. Sure. Um, he's the bag boy at the beginning. And then um, and then we kind of, I think, cut to, like, a group dance class that doesn't really mean anything. We see um, 
the character Penny for the first time, and she's beautiful, and she's teaching the class, and we get, like, a really sweet shot of, like, all the feet dancing. All the different shoes. Yes. All the feet. It's so lovely. It's really nice, and it's, like, silly, and you can see some feet going to the beat, and some feet not, and all the different kind of shoes that everybody's wearing, it's really sweet, and then we meet Patrick Swayze when... Well, I'm, I... Truly, I'm a little embarrassed. Um, I can't remember why I wrote, why is Patrick Swayze 50? Like, I don't remember, like, how he's introduced. Okay, so after, after the group class, um, Baby's family is in their cabin, and then she's like, I need to go walk around, I'm gonna go see what's happening at the main house. And she goes up, and she's wandering around, and then she listens to the owner of the place talk to the upper class waiters Mm -hmm. who are hired from Harvard and Yale. Um, take a shot. The only colleges Harvard and Yale are Ivy League fucking colleges. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) He hired the fancy guys to woo the ladies, even if they're fucking dogs. (laughs) And then Johnny Castle, Patrick Swayze, walks in and he's like, don't fuck the girls, Johnny! You got no money! First of all, you're poor. Second of all, you're 55! Wow, Patrick Swayze, like, he was 34 in this movie. I think he's supposed to be mid-20s. He's supposed to be in his early 20s. He's supposed to be three years older than Jennifer Grey's character, Mm. who is 17, even though Jennifer Grey was 27. Oh, she was- she- I couldn't have guessed that. Mm. She's young. Young. She's, like, doll-faced little young lady in the 80s. Yes. I think it is- distracting how much older than everybody Patrick Swayze looks. Yeah. I think that the, just the trope of, like, why is that full-grown man in this in movie about young people? Yeah. Um, but the setup for, like, the class divide mm-hmm. between the wait staff they're all service workers, but, like, the wait staff are, like, hand-picked from Ivy League schools to schmooze all the girls and the mothers in these very specific ways. Um, and then the, like, dance staff dance staff and then like other probably like kitchen workers or like people who run the classes yes but like they only really focus on the dance staff they don't talk like well because i think i think there are three dance staff i think it's johnny penny and there's like one other person who can't cover for penny when she gets but aren't there like like 12 dancers in the last scene who are just hanging out in yes, the Yes, but I think those are other just staff workers. I yeah. don't think those are dancers. I think they're other, like, low, quote-unquote, low-class staff workers who like to dirty dance. But how did they all have the choreography down? Because it's a movie. Okay, that's, yep, <laughs> that's true. That's my bad, guys. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, so fair. Because, because I don't, how does anybody have the choreography okay, down? Okay, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. But all they establish, all they name is, like, the dance staff are plebeian whores. Yeah. And don't you dare fuck any of the guests. Yeah. Johnny Castle. Yeah. Johnny Castle. Johnny Castle. Johnny fucking Castle. I had are to stop sure the movie. That fucking they name? named Patrick Swayze Johnny Castle, like, like. Like a fan fiction. Like, like a porn star. Yeah. Like, like. Like, distracting porn name. Yeah. No shade, get your bag, but Johnny Castle? Johnny Salami. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's just, like, generic, all-American boy, first name, and then noun. Sure. Fucking Timmy Boots. (laughs) Timmy You said all-American boy named noun, (laughs) and I went, Linda Lamp! (laughs) 
Ellen, put your hands together. Wow. <laughs> Linda Lamp. Damn. Fuck. Oh, okay. okay. Well, Johnny Castle's a stupid name. I think we can all agree. And we, we can move, move on. <laughs> we can move past it, everybody. So I have the word class written in all caps and mm. it's underlined like five times. This movie is about class. Mm. The classic, like, the obstacle between the two love interests mm-hmm. is class thing is something that you see again and again and again. It's like, my station and your station are incompatible, but the resolution is always station doesn't define personhood and like who Mm -hmm. you are isn't determined by wealth or circumstance. It's bigger than that. And like, that's a great lesson. Um, but in the meantime, we're kind of, we're getting a sense of who baby is. Yeah. And they don't quite know who she is. They know that she is, she is vaguely an activist, vaguely a humanitarian. I was just going to touch on that. But the way that they portray activists. Oh my God. Everybody take a shot. The lead lady is, almost, almost aware of issues. <laughs> like, she is, like, adjacently for something. Like, she's yeah. just, like, social yeah. issues are important to me. Will you elaborate on that? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I, can't. Just, I can't, and I will not. No, I can't, and I will actually. <laughs> fuck. They just, she has no idea what the fuck's going on. She has no on. idea, and it's not as bad as uh, last week we were doing She's All That and fucking, uh, what the fuck's her name? Oh my god, Rachel Lee Cook and Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook just being like kids in Africa need healthcare from the president here because of tornadoes. Just like <laughs> no almost a lot of stuff. Like yeah. but no idea. This character, Baby, is like interested in um humanitarian efforts in underdeveloped countries. Yes. Um, and she says that, but it's like she also they're at dinner and she says this kind of her mother is like, we'd better eat up because there's kids starving in Africa, right, Lainey? And, or, Jesus. Nope. Right, Different. baby? And she's like, try Southeast Asia, mom. And just like, it. it's just in Europe. There are children starving in, in Europe. Europe. And it's like, what? Okay. Sure. I guess just try Southeast Asia, mom. And it's just the way that activists get depicted. It's always like the female protagonist in a romantic comedy or a romantic movie is always like vaguely socially conscious, mm-hmm. but not in a specific way. Right. And they can never portray it right, so she's just a fucking drag. Like, yeah. they don't know how to make her realistically socially conscious, so they're like, she just says statistics! Yeah, just in the most wet wet blanket blanket fucking situation. (laughs) I think it's hard to portray like a socially conscious person and maybe part of part of the portrayal of Baby is to communicate that she doesn't quite know what the deal is. She is, I mean the story is like her grasping adult, like transitioning into adulthood and it's her like her, taking a step in that direction and, and like not her journey to class consciousness yes. true because she's Absolutely. coming to this like cat skills esque like summer home and she like mm-hmm. learns about wow some people can't afford to get abortions they need and yeah. also maybe the rich people here are all terrible but I'm rich people hmm. yeah like and that yeah. is very cool it doesn't get deftly handled but no. it gets attempted at yes. which is cool which is cool and so oh my god my next note. It says Freedom Ride. Yep. What? Yeah. So she is, she's shuffled off onto the grandson of the owner Mm -hmm. of this establishment, of Kellerman's. Right. Um, and he's just like a tiny nebbishy guy. He's like, 
he's just dorky and like smarmy, smarmy, and, and absolutely so full of far himself. up his own ass. Yeah, he's just like he's the worst. But one of the things they like the only thing that colors this character is that she's they're talking about what they're going to do in the fall or after they leave this place. And he's like, are you going to major in English? And she goes, no, humanitarian studies of underdeveloped countries. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm going on a freedom ride. And then she's like, that's a cool, like, her face says, that's a cool thing. I hate you. <laughs> like, you suck. Right. Her And her face, I think, I, if I may be so bold, I think that I projected that onto her face. Mm-hmm. I, we rewatched it three times. We rewatched that moment because mm-hmm. she had a weird reaction. Uh-huh. It was you like... quite tell what she was is feeling. Is she incredulous? Is she disgusted? Is she wary? Like, what's the deal? But I am incredulous, disgusted, and wary because this character is the out-and-out villain of the story, and he mm-hmm. proceeds to be a little fuckwad the entire time. Absolutely. And it's just, it's so intensely weird that this movie that will not address the civil rights movement at all, even though it's 1963, like, mm-hmm. they, there are, like, like, a handful of black people in the background and one black person who gets to talk, like, twice. Yeah. The, like, one window into the, like, hey, civil rights is happening right now is this villain, this, yeah. like, horribly classist rich boy who's, like, trying to fuck over the blue-collar people in his life. Yeah. Like, just so weird that the one bit of color was, like, Freedom Ride, I'm really very dedicated to the civil rights movement. Yeah. Like, in what universe? Absolutely. What? It's very so fucking I weird. I stayed confused about that. Yeah. And I, it's also, ugh. I think it's so strange. So there is one person of color who gets to speak in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um... His character is... He's like the like the bandstand, like the band leader at this country club at the Catskills. So it, the character is Tito Suarez, and he's played by Charles Honey Coles, who was like a tap dancer um, and a performer throughout probably the 40s and 50s. And it's so weird because there's a reference made to him being there like through the Depression and through, through all these times. But the thing is, I'm just going to let everybody know, Jews... Can and are so racist. <laughs> can and can, are racist. Can, like, can and will be are to be so racist. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, number one, we don't really address the fact that, like, everybody here is Jewish. Right. It is the Catskills adjacent. Everybody is Jewish. It's called Kellermans. Kellermans. Uh, yeah. Every, but they never say they never talk everybody about is it. Jewish. Um, and just the, like, speaking as a white Jew with, like, racist family members this time period like it's just because we are considered a minority in some aspect doesn't mean that like we've banded together and like aren't anti-black in some ways so it's just so great like we've been i don't think that this place would have hired a black man in the 20s depression i just that's not realistic it's not realistic and i think in this movie, it was great to have him because he's, like, a talented tap dancer and he's, like, the old band leader and he he's really great, but, like... A weird moment. A weird moment! It's super strange. So strange. And it's also, like, very cool to watch him, but he's the only black person, pers- non-white person, who speaks in this movie and he speaks to be, like... Hey, I'm gonna tap dance now. It's gonna be great. And then he dances, and then he's like, "That's my time." Like he doesn't. That's he just does his little dance and then gets off out. camera, gets out of here. And, and then at the very end, he listens to the owner of the resort be like, "Man, it's been crazy working with you all these years." And then Tito's like, "Crazy." And then the movie is over. Like it's it's super strange. And I yeah, like that's all. Anyways, moving on. 
Moving um, on. Oh. Should we have that, like, how does this unbelievably shitty classist piece of shit, why is his only plot point being a freedom writer? So, after that horrible dance with um, the horrible grandson of who cares. Horrible um, grandson of who cares, yes. Junior. <laughs> The third! I'm so sorry. I want to shut the fuck up. My band, my my note says, band leader, oldest man alive. True. Oldest man um, alive. It's a brittle old man. Good brittle old man. He tapped dances and I'm like, ooh, please have a seat, sir. <laughs> Not that it wasn't good, but like, I'm ooh. a little concerned. <laughs> um, Baby then goes on to be humiliated at a magic show where she gets like cut in half. And both of us were like, we still don't know how they do that trick. And we said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we oh going. my god. I like... I don't know, and I've looked it up several times, the, like, when a magician saws you in half and then pulls the boxes away from each other and, like, your head's over here, but your fader over here. Like, How? in my brain, I know. I know there's, like, two people and one of them's the feet and there's mirrors, but, like, I don't understand <laughs> it! It's still magic to me! I'm still like, what the fuck? Her yeah. head's over there! <laughs> Holy so, shit! If you know the answer, do not don't DM us! <laughs> don't want to know. You are now the keeper of the magic. Here we go. So my parents told me when I, like, learned that everything wasn't, like, like Santa and the Easter yeah. Bunny, my parents were like, cool, now you are a keeper of the magic, just like us, and your job is to keep this alive for all the other kids who don't know yet. Cool. And your job is to, like, keep this magic alive. Yeah. But keeper of the magic is such a fucking Dungeons Fuck and it. Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons Waldorf ass, like, <laughs> keep this secret we're gonna spice this secret up in like <laughs> lace and ruffles right, and make beauty. You feel like a wizard's apprentice. Yes, like yes. and it fucking works. Yes. I shut the fuck up about Santa five ever. Anyway, yeah. um, anyways, um, we keep going, and baby now wanders off and meets Johnny Castle's cousin on this bridge, and he is carrying these huge watermelons. Um, I love when they use real things as real props. I love that. Yeah. Just the way that, like, it's so frustrating when an actor is drinking out of an empty coffee cup or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just love object work where this actor actually has three, <laughs> three giant fucking watermelons. watermelons. Like, watermelons that are, you know, like a long Furby. They're like long watermelons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's got three of them, and they're doing this scene, the two of them, and they're exchanging these, like... She's like, what's going on up there? I hear a party. And he's like, fuck off. You can't be at the party. You're a guest. Get out of here. And, like, she has grabbed a watermelon from him to be helpful, but then he tells her to fuck off, so she, like, gives him the watermelon back, and he's, like, struggling, and they're having this exchange. Yeah. And the physical comedy and the, like, interaction with the props is just, like, very great because he's actually a man trying to not (laughs) drop three watermelons. (laughs) It's very funny. It's very good. And then he's like, well... You gotta shut the fuck up about this party. <laughs> Get on this in here. This party's so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Please don't tell anyone. Yeah. But all it took was you asking twice for me to be like, sure. Sure, get in. I'll risk sex romp. Everyone's job. <laughs> yes. Everyone's yes. job. Yes, get on in here. And so they go, and it's one of my favorite things in the movie, is like you, they're standing outside the doors, and what's-his-name has the two watermelons, and he's got his back up to the doors, and he's like, are you ready? Or Ugh. some shit like that. And his ass opens the doors, and then the music becomes so loud, and she sees, like, the sexiest, best party that she's ever been to, and her, like, mouth drops open. Ugh. She's like, oh, no. Like, she's, I said, I have this note, she's so horny she can't close her mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's just like... She's just like 
What's going on? Looks like a like a bass mounted on a wall, just like <laughs> oh my god, oh, oh my, my god, god, it's so hot it's in here, so sexy in here. It is oh so sexy. My god, and um, it's really it's one of my favorite things. Um, when so I'm just gonna whip out some film terminology ah. because I took two film classes. Um, <laughs> so there's like non-diegetic and diegetic music, and diegetic music is just music or diegetic sound is just a sound that is occurring within the physical space that the scene is taking place in. So like a diegetic sound is like if there's a radio in the room that the scene is happening in and that radio is playing, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Um, that is diegetic sound. Non-diegetic sound is something that was put in after the scene in mm-hmm. post. And so it's like if a sound is playing over a scene and like you're hearing, do you love me? And it's clearly not happening in yeah. the scene. My favorite thing is when a diegetic sound, like Do You Love Me is the song that is playing at this party, mm-hmm. becomes a non-diegetic sound. It's it becomes fantastic. the like background music yeah. and it, it's, it's the fucking best. And that's what happens. He opens the doors and the song Do You Love Me is playing. Just Everybody's gets, just yeah. like getting all up on each other. And yeah. then the music swells and becomes all you can hear. And it's yeah. just fucking great like the sound of people shuffling fades yeah. it's just it's really mwah, beautiful mwah. and like i mean obviously these are like dancer dancers these are i think every single there may be like six or seven main couples that come back for all of the dancing scenes yeah. that are scattered throughout the movie but like <laughs> the opening of that wine bottle why i thought the cork wouldn't <laughs> make noise i'm so fucking sorry but um I knew, I knew. You're like, the cork isn't going to make any noise. You think the wine bottle isn't going to make any noise? What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) This week on Tropes and Dreams, I'm so sorry about everything. So, um, we see these main couples, and they are dancer dancers in the fact that, like, number one, like, people routinely get up on people's shoulders, Mm. and, like, the way that they keep rhythm, but also the fact that a huge part of the sexiness is that these women bend backwards and bend backwards in, in half. half! In half! They, like, oh, I'm just gonna, my head is just gonna graze my heels when you dip me backwards. And it I'll is, just snap back up. And I will just, and we're gonna snap back up on beat, and it's gonna be real sexy. Like, it is oh, unbelievable to watch like, these people dance. I, not to be dramatic, I don't think I'm being dramatic when I say that that is how you kill me. That's how I die. If my, if the back of my head ever touches my, my good Christian heels, it's because I've been murdered. Like, I have been murdered and they're folding me into a suitcase. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Watching that is so crazy. It I, is unbelievable. Oh and God. It's just, yeah. It's just so gorgeous. It's so great it's to watch. So like, I, they, I think, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I was just like... I don't encourage our listeners to watch the movies we talk about all of the time. Mm -hmm. I think that you could get away with just listening to us talk about Valentine's Day and, like, not fucking do that to yourself if you haven't already seen it. But Dirty Dancing, it's so great. If you feel like generally this movie isn't going to do it for you, that's fine. Please watch the dance scenes. The dance scenes. Do that for your brain. Um, Also because dance movies are the worst movies ever made. And I am a dancer, and I will. I have some dance movies that are near and dear to my fucking heart. They're so bad. Watch this movie if you want to watch a dance movie. Oh it's God. so fucking it's good. It's gorgeous. So God damn. They keep dancing, and she's like, 
just kind of watching in awe, and then Johnny and Penny come in after they've taught or, like, danced on the main floor, and they're like, do you know what it's time for? Stuff I actually want to do. And they dance together, and it's unbelievable. She hops up on his shoulders and, like, shake, I mean, hops up on his shoulders because she's, what, 19 pounds? If Um, that. (laughs) 19 pounds after she's had a cheeseburger every day of the week. Like, holy (laughs) fuck, this is a tiny goddamn woman. Um, And then... Johnny comes over to his cousin and he's like, straight up, what the fuck is she doing here? Which is, like, so fair. And I also, I, we didn't talk about this. We've seen Johnny and the girl already, oh, Penny, Penny already. Dance. The reason that we know who they are is because this is, the, the scene where the kid was, like, a confusing Freedom Rider anecdote, also I'm the worst, yeah. we're dancing, I'm fancy, um, that was, like, like, in the ballroom at the country club and Johnny Castle and Penny come in in fancy clothes and do a little dance in front of all the guests, and everyone's like, wow, that's crazy, dancing, dancing. And then the two of them start getting a little sexy, and the owner of the hotel... Is like, I'll kill you. like, fuck off. Yeah. Fuck on off out of here. And so the next time we see them is when they walk into the room where everybody's grinding on each other, everybody's like, hey, someone hands Johnny a beer, and it's really great. But the point is, we've already seen them. We've already established they're sexy and cool. Mm-hmm. And then... And that, um baby is uncontrollably attracted to Johnny. Oh my god. She like, she's like, every time she sees him, she's like, (sighs) (sighs) yeah, (laughs) like, like, like audibly horny for this man, but without words. Um, so he's like, who the fuck is this and why is she here? And the cousin is like, she's cool. It's fine. And he's like, I don't really believe you, but like, well, right. And also, the cousin, literally, he's not a character. He's just, he's just he's like a, a leading player. Yeah. He's a narrator who is literally there to just be like, hey, baby, you know who that is? That's Johnny. Here's Johnny's <laughs> backstory. Here's the conflict. Oh, uh, bye bye. Straight up, like, before Johnny comes over and is like, what the fuck is she doing? He, he, he introduces goes, Yeah, he goes, wow, they look great together, don't they? You'd even think they were a couple. And she goes, they're not. And he's like, nah, not since we was kids. <laughs> Here's all the information. Yeah. Take it. Contextualize this situation. Yes. Get in there. Like, Get in it's there. It's so funny. It's like the device that they... It's like it's like a Ferris Bueller breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. And, like, pausing the scene he's in to be, like, catching you up on some context. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's go to high school. Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> so I can't quite remember the transition, but Johnny's like, okay, fuck her, but, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they keep... They're there, and Billy, the narrator boy, is like, you want to try it? And she's like, not with your gross ass. It's <laughs> true. She she's like, it. I think I'm too shy. And then literally all that happens is that Johnny's dancing all sexy. She is staring at him like <laughs> so he's a hard. bottle of water in the middle of the desert. <laughs> she's and staring lasers through his ass. <laughs> she, and who can blame her? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he, he wears, like, these high-waisted black. And he like, wears them. like... Oh, it's a good-looking dude. Anyways. Anyway, all that happens, and I think this is a constant throughout the movie. This movie tried at so many big ideas and tried to do, like, a lot of cool stuff 
So it had to sacrifice, like, basic human interactions Mm -hmm. making sense. Like, nothing anybody says means anything. Like, Penny, this character throughout the movie, will say shit... And she'll be like, I feel strongly about this. And then she'll do the opposite and they never address yeah. it. And just like Johnny being like, fuck that girl for being here. Nothing but now, happens. But now it's time to teach her how to sexy yes. dance. He just like goes away and like shakes his ass for like two minutes. And then he like comes back and grabs her hand and like leads her into the center of the dance floor and is teaching her how to like grind Gyrate. all up on yes. him. She says like a really embarrassing thing. He's, he asks how she got in there, and she goes, I carried a watermelon, and then she's like, I would like to die. And then um, I wrote, damn, Patrick cannot act. D- he can't. He, his first line, he's like, who is this girl? Yeah. Why is she <laughs> here? And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Patrick. You're so good at keep, one of these just things. Just keep shaking. Shimmy. That Shimmy that booty. thing. <laughs> Please and thanks. So it's really fun, because Jennifer Grey... Acts like somebody who doesn't know how her limbs work pretty well at the beginning of the movie and throughout the movie. It's nice. I yeah. like it a lot. Um, and he's good at teaching her to dance. He like, is. When they let him, like, improvise teaching her to do this step, he can mm-hmm. do it pretty well because he knows about it. But yeah. anytime they're like, pretend to be sad, he's like... Never been that. Never felt that. Sorry to this man. Yeah. Um, so we have that lovely sexy scene, and then is it time for plot time, or am I totally wrong? I think it's plot time. Baby learns Johnny's dance partner Penny is pregnant by Robbie, a waiter and womanizer who attends Yale School of Medicine, and now has his eye on Lisa, her sister. When Robbie refuses to help Penny... Baby, without explaining why, borrows money from her father to pay for Penny's abortion. At first, Penny declines it as it would cause her and Johnny to miss a performance at a nearby resort, costing them the season's salary, but Baby volunteers to stand in for Penny. During her dance lessons with Johnny, they develop a mutual attraction, and except for their failure to execute a climactic lift, Baby hesitated. Johnny and Baby's performance is successful. I think I spoke too soon about this plot summary. (laughs) I think I jumped the gun on being like, this is good, because what? A couple things about this. First of all, Penny doesn't refuse the money for the abortion because she it might it conflicts with her schedule she's not like i can't get an abortion on thursday i have plans like that's not why that happens but i think the rest of this we can just talk about so what's the do you know the transition between um their dancing and then the next scene is it just like the next day and she's out on she's out hanging out with penny at some stupid event that oh kellerman's is hosting and then i think baby asks penny about herself and this woman has decided to give her character a city accent. We do yeah. not know where she's from. It's nondescript. It's from somewhere. And she's just like, I've had a real hard time of it, you know? I had to leave home at 16. Dancing's the only thing I know. And you're like, is it the 20s right now? That was what's, exquisite. What's going on? Well, she's like, she was formerly a rocket. Life was hard. The just... The, the take your shot, the just the, like, scene between the rich girl who wants to, like, stick her toe in the door of social issues and the girl who's had a hard-knocked life and decides to take it out on the rich girl. Like, right. hey, don't ask me about me. I yeah. was walking up till both ways to Scott. Okay. Am <laughs> I my fucking dad? What? Are you your fucking dad and walking up the thing? <laughs> what the fuck? I forgot. <laughs> explain myself to you, and that's really fair. So we have like some 
Like, life was hard backstory from Life Penny. was hard and, like, I'm gonna take all, like, I'm so bitter about and jaded about my past that yeah. I, like, can't not be a cunt to yes. you for being Can't not nice be a cunt me. and the, like, weird infatuation of, like, this rich girl with, quote unquote, like, a grittier life. Like, right. that Having also... experienced tragedy. Yeah. Just, like, damn, seems like that made you... Cool and interesting. I would also, can I have that? Right. Um, it's like, and, no, it was and, fucking tragic. Yeah. Get away from me. And this woman being like, ew. Ew. <laughs> Please the fuck? Stop. Oh, well, my next note is Freedom Rider Evil with like five question marks. Sure. Because he and Baby are like hanging out. It's nighttime. They walk down to the dock and he is way too close to her face. And he's basically like, he is saying words in order, but he's just trying to kiss her. And she's... Yeah visibly uncomfortable and she's like oh man my parents are probably gonna wonder where i am and he goes yeah if they know you're with me they won't be worried i'm the the catch of the town and i'm I, so sexy and so many ladies want me last week so many ladies want me last week, week i stole a girl from one of the lifeguards here they're just like who do you think you're talking to yeah. do you think you're seducing me yeah what the fuck by telling me that other that you want other people we're fucking someone last week are you kidding me and then he's like sometimes oh and then we see um the sister lisa and her horrible shitty later boyfriend oh my god wander off from off the golf course and it seems what is being told to us is that she has had to like fend him off yes the visual cues and the words that they exchange definitely imply so, like, like baby and, like, weird, shitty, freedom rider, question mark boyfriend are over here and they're chatting and then there's a rustling in the bushes and uh-huh. Lisa, the older sister, comes out and her hair's fucked up and her, like, and her sweater's showing disheveled and, yeah. and she's, like, pulling her clothes back on, stomping away from Robbie, this waiter, and she's just like, I can't believe you, whatever, and, like, how about, and just, like, they're having a fight that's basically her being, like, the nerve, how dare you, and him being like, don't be such a fucking drag, you piece of shit, yeah. you lame piece of shit, fuck yeah. you, and, like, there is not a way to read that, I would argue, other than that he tried some shit, she was uninterested and did not want it, and he tried it so much that she had to, like, get up and fight leave. him off, yeah, and then, like, run away! Yeah, yes, and then... And then the shitty Freedom Rider boyfriend turns to Baby and goes, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Sometimes in life, we see things that we don't want to see. What? Like, like this woman has never experienced anything, or like... But it's also like, that's my sister. Like, it's not like we saw a falcon kill a bunny, that's my sister. Maybe your co-worker tried to rape my sister? Yeah. Fuck what off! Fuck? Also, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I don't want to talk to I you. I hate this a fucking lot. Jesus. Um, um, it's okay. Johnny's here. Okay, cool. So I think. So then we are. She's still hanging out with her shitty, Freedom Rider boyfriend, and he's like, "Let's go to the kitchen. I'm I'm special. We can eat anything we want." And then Baby looks over, and Penny is like. Straight up, like, sobbing and shaking, quivering in a corner. Like, and, hugging her knees yeah, on like, the floor. Yeah, like, mascara running down her face, like, holy fuck, what's happening? And baby goes, oh, fuck, I'm not hungry, I need to go check on my sister, which she probably would have done before, but I have to go check on my sister, and then as soon as she gets out of the clutches of this horrible man, she runs over to Johnny and is like, hey, homie, your friend is mad fucked up yeah, in Penny's the kitchen. Yeah, has got some stuff going, going on. on. And so... 
Like, Johnny comes into the kitchen, he picks her up because she's two bits heavy. She's mm-hmm. so fucking little. And he's he princess. He straight up, like, squats to princess carry this lady into their, ha- their kind of their, common area. Yeah. Well, he says, it's okay, Johnny's here. And, like, what? <laughs> what? But as we go throughout the movie, you realize, like, they are just straight homies, but, like, that line... is a, It's a stupid line. Stupid. But they're just buddies, and my next note is, oh, he couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> and he oh, couldn't. Oh, no! <laughs> but really he, I like to see him dancing. And so we go to... They're hanging out, and she's got a blanket wrapped around right. her, and they're basically... We come to understand that Robbie, the waiter who, like, tried to assault Baby's, baby's sister, sister five minutes ago also impregnated uh, Penny. And so they have this conversation about abortion that is fraught, but it's fraught because they don't have the money for it, not because she's like, oh my god, should I do it? Oh my god, what if I want the baby? Like, there's not a second yeah. of her being like, maybe, maybe I should be a mom. She's yes. like, I'm a dancer yeah. at a country club, and the father said get fucked. He yeah. said get fucked, so... The problem is that I can't pay for an abortion, not that, like, I don't know what to do. She yeah. knows what to do. She just, like, doesn't have agency because yeah. of her station. Yes. And that is very cool in terms of a way to depict abortion. Yeah. Um, but with it, throughout this scene, it's just baby's in the room, and they're talking about how Robbie got her pregnant. And she's yeah. like, well, Robbie seems great. like a great guy. He could, well, just let him know. And they're like, you stupid you dumb bitch. bitch. He knows. Yeah. Like, that's why we're not stupid. Yeah. That's why we're freaking out. Yeah. And so she finds out that they need $250 for an abortion. There's going to be a doctor who's going to come through. He's going to be here on Thursday. We need $250 by Thursday. Mm-hmm. And baby's like, interesting I incidentally googled how much two hundred fifty dollars was in nineteen sixty three money. Fucking two thousand one hundred thirty seven dollars and eleven cents. Oh my god, money Holy means shit. nothing right now. Oh, absolutely oh my not. God. Like this is so stupid. And but like the fact that we're fighting over a fifteen dollar minimum wage when money means literally nothing right now. It's is among the more insulting things. Absolutely, that I can absolutely, unbelievable. unbelievably like, insulting. Beg for the scraps and beg for them for decades until the, the scraps, scraps mean expire. less. The scraps, they're Moldy. not, oh my god, you can't eat them anymore. Yeah. Different really. scraps, more scraps, better scraps, not fucking scraps, maybe? Yeah. Novel idea. Yeah. Pay people what they're worth. Fuck. Fuck. But yeah, in 1963, $250 in 48 hours, which uh, was like a less accessible thing. And I always like, to do that, I like an inflation calculator because I'm curious about mm. how silly money is. Yes. And it's very. It's very silly. And at the end of this scene, we get a great line from Penny, which, like, she is a dancer. End of discussion, this person in this movie is a dancer. Mm. She's a great actress. She's really pulling her goddamn weight. She's doing a good job, and at the end, she goes, go back to your playpen, baby. And it, it's cutting, and I would cry about it. Oh my god. Oh my god. She's just such a, like, oh god. She truly steals the show. Like, Jennifer Grey is charming Mm -hmm. and does a very good job as baby. Patrick Swayze is there. Yes, he's um, beautiful. And he's he doing good, his best. Does his deal. But the actress who plays Penny steals the Cynthia show. Cynthia Rhodes is oh my gorgeous God. and good. And she's, she has the most like emotionally upsetting work of the movie. Right, the stakes of her character, yes. for her character, are miles higher than anybody else's. Right, and she does a great job. Oh she really, really does. So good for her. 
And so the next scene we see Baby talking to Robbie, like, hey, maybe give me the money. Like, I know about this. You're a dick. And he's just like, oh, turns out it's time to triple down on me being a dick. Oh God, and sucks. he sucks so bad. He gives her the fountainhead. He's like, read this. Oh, my God. But give it back. I, I have fucking, notes in the margins. I wrote it. Yes. He, God, abortion actress so good. Yep. So she's like. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. She's like. You got this woman pregnant, maybe you should pay money to fix that. Because also, you're an established Ivy League boy. Right, you go to Harvard and you got the good money job yes. here, maybe pay for an abortion. And he says, quote, some people count, some people don't. And then he produces a paperback copy of the Fountainhead, the fucking Fountainhead, out of his pocket. And he's like, you should read this. It'll bring you perspective on why I won't pay for this woman's award. Right. Um, but give it back. I have notes in the margins. And then Jennifer Grey dumps water down his... On his crotch. On his crotch. Um, but then also she throws the, the pitcher on the floor. The Foley art in this movie is so bad. It's not We great. don't hear the pitcher. We don't hear the water. We don't really hear her, like, walk away. Can You're s- just like... <laughs> What ha- what happened to the sound? Is there something this- wrong with my TV? Yes, what's happening? What's going on? And that happens other points in the movie where like normally you would like maybe hear a zipper or hear the door close. It just doesn't. Just it's don't. just not in there. No, it's so funny. It's just and I the way that stage acting gets away with not having a sound effect for like a zipper or yeah. a door closing. Like it's not real in movies. Like it's so. It's only weird because we don't hear it. Like, I don't uh-huh. know that I need to hear it until it's not there. And right. in this movie, it was very I'm strange. I'm not thinking, there. like, ooh, that water pitcher sound was really spot on. Yeah. But it's if there's not a fucking sound, sound. I'm like, I know what a water pitcher <laughs> does, and it's a and solid it makes, object. Yes. So that's really fucking strange. And then she goes to ask her dad for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom is like, hi, mom. And apparently sometimes I can't hear because you're having a conversation that I tune in and out of. They're playing um, golf. The parents are playing golf. Yes. And baby comes up to her dad and is like, give me this money. Um, and he says, what's it for? And she says, can't tell you. And he goes, I trust you so much. I love you so much. You're my favorite kid. I'll get you the money. And it's also so weird. Like, I am close with my dad. There is no, like, daughter-father closeness in reality. They just keep keep saying, like, damn, we sure are homies, but then, like, no hominess, like, (laughs) happens in the movie. They're not like, wow, we've really bonded over, like, humanitarian efforts, or, like, we really like this one hobby that we do together. It's just like, wow, you and me, buds forever, and, like, no... No frame for that. It's just like, this is true because I say it is. Anyway, give me money, and he's like, well, because we're close, like you said we are, here's the money. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fucking weird. And I don't, yeah, Jerry Orbach, I think, like... Maybe he was tired. Maybe, maybe he was phoned like, it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think and, so. But also, the script is not amazing. Like, he Especially definitely for the is, dad, who is such a 2D yes, character. The dad is just, like, he is, like, strong, stern, doctor dad, mm-hmm. who is ultimately sympathetic to the cause of her wanting to be a little slutty. Yeah. Um, but... He's a dad. Like, he's yeah. just, he's just a fucking dad, and yeah. they don't care to do more with that. Yes. And so, later... Baby interrupts Johnny and Penny dancing and is like, damn, got you that money, babe. And Penny's like, I actually don't think I want your money. I don't want to feel like a charity case. No, thank you. Mm. And everybody's like, no, Penny, you gotta. And then in this scene, 
what she wants switches because then we see, like, she can't do it because the doctor is only available on Thursday nights and she has a big show on Thursday nights that she does at a different hotel, the Sheldrake. Mm -hmm. And then in the conversation, Johnny makes a joke like, hey, why fucking fuck you? Why don't you just do it with me? And everybody's Yeah, yeah, at baby. And everybody's like, well, maybe that could work. And then Penny flips her script and is like, yeah, maybe that could right. work. Penny is but... suddenly on board. Like, before yes. she was like, I could never take your money. And it's like, cool, so you're, like, unrealistically proud. And that's, like, the reason, God, anytime a poor person in a fucking piece of media is like, I can't take this money that's going to help me out of a life-threatening situation because principle is I grew up poor. Fuck off! Fuck you! <laughs> what the fuck? You need an abortion! It's 1963! Get bent! Ugh. Fuck! Shut up! That's shut up. Thousand dollars. God damn it. Yes. Two thousand dollars and like you're a da- like you have it's like you know, one window, baby. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, but and so she's like, I can't take the two fifty and then a couple lines later it's like, well, actually the conflict is that she has a dance show with Johnny that she has to do and if they don't go, they'll lose next year's gig and yes. this year's bonus. And so the thing is that, like, Baby's gonna do it instead. She's yes. gonna dance for her instead. And then suddenly Penny's like, wow, crazy how it all came together. <laughs> yeah. Goodness, I was excited before, but yeah. now I'm over the moon. It's very strange. It's very strange. And now we, as we have said, I think, earlier, we set up, like, there are real stakes to why Johnny and Baby have to hang out with one another. Right. There's, they like, a real to. reason to do this because it will fuck over Johnny and Penny's straight-up income, their mm-hmm. livelihood if this doesn't happen. And so then we get into, like, him teaching her how to dance. Learning stuff, building together, dance montage. Dance montage. Uh, take a shot. Uh-huh. It's great. It's really great. I have a note that says, Patrick, what the shit, man? And it's yeah. because he's, it's, he's being such a bitch during the scene where they're trying to save his friend. Yes. He's been riding for so hard. Yes. And he's suddenly like... Blomp, blomp. I don't want to dance with you. You're stinky. You're and it's just so, it's so, <laughs> so weird. weird. It's also like, obviously this woman has like doubled down on the fact that she's in it to win it. She is cool and she cares about you guys for like a little bit no reason. Yeah. Maybe she just wants to get her bitch like, touched. She's Who projecting, cares? but. But she's like, gave you money and will stand up for this woman. Like maybe be nice to her. Be fucking nice. Um, my, my note says, um, bad dance teachers be like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, right. Wipeout plays over the series of cuts of just Jennifer Grey practicing the steps that he has taught her. Sure, 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 And sure. so she's... Yes, I think you're right. This is when yeah. Wipeout happens, absolutely. This is when Wipeout happens, and it's... I don't have much to say about it, except that it's very cute. It is very does cute. A very and good she's job. like... It's the, the iconic scene of her walking on that wooden bridge mm-hmm. in her, like, little pink tank top and her little jean cutoffs, and she's, like, mirroring, like, a partner dance, and then she just, like, freaks out. She, like, cannot get the steps. And he's telling her to, like, lock her frame and teaching her all these bits. And then he says the words, feel the music to her. Oh, and then he puts his hand on her heart and he's like, music, it's not just something that happens in our ears. (laughs) It's a heartbeat. Do you feel that? The steps aren't enough. Feel the music. And I said that. And then Hungry Eyes starts to play. I also talked over you saying gagung gagung which is not her paraphrasing that is a line that yeah, Patrick yeah. he has to deliver gagung, that gagung gagung and, and he like, is not a strong actor <laughs> as we have established so having a line where he says gagung and has to land it as like sexy is rough okay. stuff Olivia's not listening now I still think it's very sexy <laughs> 
I think it's hot. Olivia's humming Battle Hymn of the Republic in the corner. No, 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 no. Yes. Fuck her. So, like, the gagung happens. Hungry Eyes starts to play. Mm. I have a note that says she's the thinnest woman in existence because they do this thing where Jennifer Grey is in the middle and partnering Patrick Swayze and then um, Penny is behind her and they are all dancing in unison uh, and it's sexy while Hungry Eyes plays. Patrick is drenched in sweat. Um, And they're just... This montage is continuing, and they're just, like, dancing, and she's kind of fucking up, and they're dancing, and she's got amazing abs, and no one has an ounce of fat on them ever, and then I think that they're dancing, she is supposed to do, like, she fucks something up that hurts him, and then he's like, God damn it, fuck you, holy shit, and she's like, okay, I... I'm doing you a favor. I'm trying my best. I'm doing you a favor so fucking hard. So hard. So you're gonna fucking walk that shit back. And he's like, I swear to God. (laughs) He's like, that's so fair. Uh, Do you want to get out of here? Yes. Do you want to get out of here? And then they go, they get out of here. And they go to his car. And I just want to (laughs) say, what What the the fuck? fuck? He's like, he walks to the car and he goes, uh, locked my keys in the car. Number one, are you walking up to your car without Without knowledge of where you're He's hoping you find them yeah, along the way. Yes. Yes, and he goes, ah, lock the keys in the car. So he, t- he like, kicks up, like, a wooden road a marker. A wooden post that's in the ground. It's got, like, a light on the top of it. Uh-huh. He kicks it up. And then he smashes it into his back window. There's no Foley art to accompany this. No. So it's just, like, I know that windows make, <laughs> make noise when they break. What's your fucking deal? What the, also, like, why the stakes in their relationship make sense almost all the time, and then he's like, ah, I locked the keys in the car, instead of, like, jimmying the lock on this 60s and, car. And it doesn't matter to the plot. It no. doesn't matter that he's broken in, it doesn't matter later, it, like, does they not they don't matter. have to go anywhere. Yes. Like, they could just not go anywhere. It just makes the least sense out of like, anything in the movie. Ah, my own property, smash, smash. Yeah. And then and they then get they in get the, the car, car, and she goes, you're wild! And yeah. she, like, laughs with her mouth wide open. Yeah. And, and it's very cute. It's very cute. Um, And then they go to the forest, and they are, do this, like, balancing on a log thing. She asks him about himself and how he got into dance, and... He's trying to teach her how to, like, dance on this log, but it doesn't quite work. They're just bonding. And then they go to practice the big lift in the lake. And it's very sexy. It's extremely sexy. As we've discussed, sex underwater, bad. But everything up until, yeah, like, it's penetration so is so sexy underwater. <laughs> Rubbing all up on each other under the water, being all wet and sexy. And then the second you have to, like, do stuff, it's like, ah, oh. gross, ow, fuck. <laughs> I know we we're so many meters into this lake. Just give us two, like straight up two minutes to get you on out maintain. there. And also that weird part when you're going and you're like, should I be walking or should I be swimming? <laughs> Just like picture of like the evolution fish yes. to man. I'm getting Holy out of the water shit. and then maybe we'll fuck in the woods. Oh Who really God. knows? They're doing the lift in the lake and it's mostly just to establish that they're cute and they're bonding, but it's also to show us that while they are working on a lift, she can't quite hold it. Like he can get her up and he's holding her up in the lake, but then she like loses her balance and she, and she keeps forward. falling and she falls like two or three times. Mm-hmm. But it's they're mostly just like flirting and being giggly, yeah. but it is also important for us to know that she has never successfully done the lift. Yes. When she's up there, yes, she falls forward, but she looks so beautiful the whole time. Anyways, we establish that. She falls a bunch. We see that they, like, have a moment where, like, maybe they'll kiss. 
Her nips are as hard as anybody's nips could be. Oh my god, cut glass hard. Holy <laughs> shit. Because, I mean, it's chilly. Like, they're filming in a real lake yes. outdoors. Yes. Like, it's, it was probably 45 degrees. Yes. Holy shit. So it's very cute. We also talked about just, like, I am almost six feet tall. Charlie is five feet tall. Yes. We are not thin ladies. Uh-uh. Um, I have been my size since I was, like, 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. Like, minus the titties. I have been like this. And so I never learned how to be held. I never learned how to be picked up or carried. And to this day, even though obviously, logically, I know this is not true. And if anybody else said this to me, I would dissuade them from it. I feel in my heart of hearts that I am too heavy for any human being to lift. And so like, I can't jump on somebody's back. I can't let myself be carried. If I sit on someone's lap, I'm putting like 5% of my weight on them because my brain is like, oh, you'll crush them. You'll crush them and either they'll get actually hurt or they'll just like secretly resent you for putting all that weight on them. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's so, it is so ingrained in me. The skill of like being held Mm -hmm. and being carried and being lifted. It's a skill. It's not just like you're dead weight is being lifted. Like you are participating in that. Yes. But I never learned how to do that. And I think it's really, I mean, I think it's very specifically like any ladies who are, who are not straight up considered itty bitty. Mm-hmm. And even ladies who are considered itty bitty, it's really hard because everybody has something in the back of their head that says that they are too big or too much or yada yada, right. insert whatever your insecurity is right here. But like, I just want to let everybody know that you can be picked up. Like, no matter how big you are, no matter what you feel like is acceptable and like what isn't, like, You just can. Like, you straight up just can. Like, I'm five feet tall, and I've picked up people who are straight up, like, six nine. Like, it is just possible. It's just possible. It's just possible. And it feels so shitty, and people are told that they're not, like, worth lifting up in, like... Right. You're not worth being taught how to do this. Yes. And that was my whole thing, is, like, nobody ever taught me. It was just, like, any time in gym class or any other context where, like, a human pyramid was made or, like, we're gonna practice flying or whatever. Like, I was never picked for that. Yeah. Which... It's just being told about your body before you really understand that's what's happening. And or being told about your body in that, like, you're always the base. Not being involved in the thing that goes up is, like, a very big thing. But, like, you just can. And you should. And you... I would recommend everybody do contact classes because you get to learn how to, like, say yes and no, like, with your body. Like, you you can tell somebody to get off of you with instruction from your body and you don't have to say anything. And that's beautiful. But, like, also teaches, like, you're worth being picked up. And you can, and a lot of different different people can do that. Anyways, long tangent over, but, like... Very cool. And I've never heard that before. Like, I'm very much... I like myself, and I like my body a lot, and I've never been upset that I wasn't tiny. It's just the the roles that tiny girls got to fulfill throughout yeah. my adolescence and still yeah. in my life. It just like, man, it, I would like to have learned. I would like to have been picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think about that a lot, and I'm glad we talked about it. Anyway. Anyways. I think throughout this montage, or after the lift, it's just like, 
they're um, getting ready for the Thursday night show. Yes, because right. Because it's only, like, two days away. Right. Um, and so Penny is fitting Baby into her, like, flamenco dress or whatever. Right. Not fucking flamenco, but just, like, dance dress. Penny has a little throwaway thing where she's like, I just want you to know that I don't sleep around. I thought that he loved me. I mm-hmm. thought that. He mm-hmm. said it, and I don't know. I just wanted you to know that. I'm not that kind of girl. Which, like, on the one hand... Boo. Like having to be like, here's why I deserve an abortion and here's why I'm morally justified and here's why, here's why, here's why. But it is very brief and very mild. Mm -hmm. And I thinking about it in the context of the movie and how they just, it's less a like, here she's morally absolved and more a like undoing your assumptions about the kind of person who was getting a Sure. Fucking illegal abortion. The right. Just like, she's not slutty and can't control herself. She's just like a lady, a lady. who something bad happened to. Yeah, something something she didn't want to happen. And we also see that with like, baby has sex mm. multiple times Boy, in this movie. do she. <laughs> she, oh. she really do. And so it's, I don't think there's any moral commentary on people sleeping around because the main character of this movie fucks. She fucks! <laughs> she fucks. She do. And um, there's a lot of coding with the costuming about virginity and shit, yes. which is exhausting. But she fucks. She do fucks. But I... We'll get to the costuming later. But, yeah, I think this note is just like, damn. Wish. I'm not a specific kind of person. This doesn't only happen to a specific kind of person. This happened to me. Yeah. This happened to me, a real person. A real so person. I'm thankful for you for helping me. Right. And She's then, like, very, very cool. Yes. After she gets dressed, it's, we cut to Johnny and Baby on stage doing the dance. And she looks decent. She has, like, silly makeup on, and she's all made up, and they're talking while they're dancing, which, like, sure, like, you can't really hear people when you're on, nobody will hear you. Um, She does most of it. She messes up one point, but, like, they're just having fun. Mm -hmm. Um, While they're on stage, they can see the Schumachers, which are, like, this little couple that also um, are at the Kellermans. Um... And she does almost everything except for the big lift at the end, and they, like, dance it out, and everybody claps for them, and I can't imagine seeing a show with, like, that woman in it. I paid human money (laughs) to have that girl do that, but that's fine. It was great. It was cute. It was Um, cute. It was brief. It was just like, hey, look, they did it. It was almost perfect. Also, that old couple, the Schumachers, they're here. That'll be relevant later. Yes. Great. Remember that. And And then... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're so good. No, just, they, they just, they drive back and in the car, it's basically just she's changing in the car and he's like, hey, you did good out there, kid. Crazy. Turns out I'm a little affectionate toward you. That's a development. That's what this scene is about. I'm 100% not driving a real car. (laughs) In no universe. Absolutely not. There is no way this could ever be perceived as a real car. It's in many ways the this movie is like a play. Yeah. They're just kind of like, here's the idea of something, and you're like, but you know how to do that better. <laughs> and they're what like, the fuck? But they pull up, uh, baby waits for Johnny to come around the car and open Which the door Which is kind of crazy. Has, okay, I, we have, aren't we going somewhere? We're going somewhere, <laughs> right? going to stay in the car? Like, what? The logic of, like, waiting for someone to open the door for you, like... Or, like, pull out your... Ch- I don't know, I think... I think that's strange. Pull my chair. Am I wearing a ball gown? I'm wearing jeans. Let's go. Like, (laughs) if I, if we're doing this thing together, I also want to do it as soon as possible. Yeah. So why am I, like, what? What? The ceremony doesn't make sense to me, but I'm very familiar with, like, ladies need help as a concept in a lot of etiquette. Sure. Anyway, 
he opens the door for her and then his cousin runs up and he's like, hey, I'm the plot character and my thing is that something's happened so I'm gonna hear him talk about it. Yeah. Penny is in a bad way. Straight it up got like a got botched, a botched abortion. abortion. And so... He says he had a rusty knife and a fold out table, table and I could hear her screaming from the hallway. And he couldn't break into the room. Um... And incidentally, that those factors were something that the screenwriter spoke explicitly about in this interview that I read, where mm. she was like, I wanted, I like, I would not budge on cuts. I think there was maybe like a more graphic abortion scene that got cut. Sure. But she was like, I would not budge on the description of the botched abortion. And she had a doctor on set to make sure that like, they got it right in terms wow. of like, Here's what this would look like. Here's how you would describe this. Sure. Um, she really did the wa- damn thing. She did the damn thing. Hell she yeah. was like, damn, that's bad. That's really it bad. It was bad then and then was not that fucking long, long ago. ago. And so he, they run in and Billy, the exposition guy, is like, I tried to stop it. Rusty knife, folding table, screams from the hallway, which were three of the components that the screenwriter was like, he will say those things with his human mouth. He will say them. Yeah. He will say them. Hell yeah. And and baby goes to run and get her dad. And it's plot time again. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Back at Kellerman's, Penny is gravely injured by the botched abortion, and baby enlists her father's help to stabilize Penny. Angered by baby's deception and assuming Johnny got Penny pregnant, Dr. Hausman orders baby to stay away from them. Baby sneaks off to apologize to Johnny for her dad's treatment, but Johnny feels he deserves it due to his lower status. Baby reassures him of his worth, declaring her love. They begin secretly seeing each other, and her father now refuses to talk to her. Okay. Sure. Cool. Yeah. So that's, like, truly not a lot of stuff happens. No, but, um, a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. So, um, she goes to get her dad, and, um, she only ends up waking up, like, the mom and dad are sleeping in the same bed, and she's like, Daddy. We have to go. And for some reason, the mom just... The mom is just such a non-character. It's like, she sleeps... She's straight up dead. She's dead. <laughs> she's dead. She doesn't exist she doesn't in any exist. scene you can't see her in. Exactly. So, he goes, number one, he wakes up... My dad wakes up like the world is ending. I'm like, <laughs> what do you want? Like, like, like... I think, who among us in this room... Uh, can that not like be said? Regular oh person. my god. Yeah, there's no way you would be able to wake up just one of your parents and be like... And he goes, is Lisa okay? And she goes, it's not that. And then he, he grabs his... Doctor uh, kit. Yes, his doctor kit. Um, and goes and helps Penny. And then... <sighs> it's just, there's a scene uh, in the house where Penny is, like, is feverish and in mm-hmm. so much pain and yeah. nobody knows what to do. And the doctor, the dad comes in and he kneels down by her and he's like, who's responsible for this girl? And Johnny says, I am. And so... I thought that in the next scene when the dad is like, baby, you will not be fucking with those people anymore. I Mm -hmm. thought he was like passing judgment um, about the abortion or about, about like these people needed an abortion. hum. He thought that Johnny had gotten Penny knocked up and then like sent Sent her her to to a hack or a fucking violent quack who Mm -hmm. almost killed her. Right? Right. And so... That makes more sense, and I have more sympathy for that. Right. I really just thought he was like, those people had sex, boo. Yeah. But. He, I think it's like that a little bit. Okay. Because later, he finds out that she fooked, and he still doesn't want to talk to her. Right. He's, He's still big, like, how could you? And she's like, how could I be a person? It. You have a wife. 
She touches your dingling. That's <laughs> why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, but there's a moment in the scene where he's like, who's responsible for this girl? And Baby, like, steps forward and grabs oh Johnny's god. bicep. The sexiest bicep Oh my grab. god. She, like, you know, in front of your father, your diggity dad. Da-da! <laughs> oh my god. In this stressful situation, she was like, sensual bicep hold. And I was like, <laughs> oh! oh! No thanks. You're in public. Okay. No so, thanks. So, post-saving her life, right. the dad comes out onto the porch where Johnny and everybody else is waiting, and he's like, she's gonna be okay, but... Fuck you. Yeah. And Johnny's like, thanks a lot. And he's like, did I stutter? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and so then he and Baby have a confrontation yes. where he's like, fucking don't hang out with those people. I'm ashamed of you. You're not who I thought you were. Quote, take that stuff off your face before your mother sees, sees you. you. Which he just wraps up a lot of stuff in here. A lot of stuff. I think the makeup is the one I have the most issue with because she is made up. The way that she has made up this entire movie. Oh, she, she, like, her thing, her sister's thing is that her sister's supposed to be very beautiful, and she's, like, an okay-looking lady. Mm -hmm. Her sister's supposed to be very beautiful, but in a very made-up kind of Mm -hmm. way. And Baby is supposed to be, like, just naturally very beautiful. Right. Um, and she had very silly makeup on for, like, this long dance scene. Right. And then, at this point in the movie, has taken all of that makeup off. And she just looks like she looks the whole movie, and her dad is like, you look like a harlot! Take a it off before smut. your mother sees you! Paint and it's it just... like a hair. Just like a strange... It's, again, it's like a play, where, like, in a play, you could suspend disbelief and be like, well, she's probably supposed to have that makeup on, but it's like, this is a movie. What? 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 Keep the makeup on. <laughs> it was so strange. And then, so... Fucking baby goes to Johnny's apartment and he goes, number one, she walks in and he goes, not a great place. And it's a beautiful cabin. It is like a all windows, open concept, open concept, like bed, a few chairs, some art and like a radio. It's so cool. It's gorgeous. And she pulls up and the entire scene is just like, she is dressed in all white. She is virginal as fucking fuck yeah and she knocks on his door and what's up virginal and she's got this like church lady hairdo they like <laughs> did something a little different to her hair when they were doing this scene and her bangs sweep a little too much and that like it's a little shellacked into place and she's got a little more eyeliner on and you're like what what is happening what's going and it's on also i mean like this movie is didn't win any awards for like cinematography, but there are a couple cool things that they do with the camera. But in this particular scene, they just they have it shot so that like there's a knock at the door and we're seeing everything from his perspective, and so we're looking down on her and she's mm-hmm. looking up at us, doe eyed mm-hmm. and all virginal and all white, yeah. and her hair is all big and poofy. She just looks like a doll, and she's like, "Let me in, teach me stuff." It's just it's very there's yeah. a moment of like, Ugh. yeah, oh the power dynamic's been established. Okay. okay, cool, 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 cool. And yeah. so she walks in. He's apologetic about his kick-ass cabin. Yeah. And then? And then um, they have this conversation where he's like, damn, it rocks that your dad was there. It's cool that you called your dad into that mm-hmm. situation. She's like, mm, I called my daddy. And he was like, it took a lot of guts to get somebody to fix the problem. Right. And you knew who would fix the problem. So thank you for that. And she was like, I'm sorry that he was a dick. And he's like, straight up, it does not matter. No. He helped my friend. Um, and... and then- a little bit I deserve it. Just kind of like, it makes sense that he would treat somebody like me like that. Exactly. She's like, fuck you for that. And yeah. it's just like, she goes, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And he's like, I think your grasp on class, class is, is tenuous and inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. Just like, what? I mean, it, the thing is, for me, it does because you have 
the mobility of choices. Are you going to bankroll and me? And I don't have choices in this situation. <laughs> That's the point. That's the whole thing, darling. And then um, she says something like, I'm just so scared that I'll never feel the way I feel about anybody else. I'm scared I won't feel for the rest of my life you. the way I feel when I'm with you. Right. Um, which is a little bit scary. Um, scary. Everybody thinks that they won't feel that way again about anybody. Well, it's because, I will tell you, as a person who has been with a lot of people who were a lot older than me, um, I can tell you, like, the recipe for why that is so compelling when mm. you are the younger person. It's because that person is older than me and they still picked me out of everyone. Like, they've sure. been alive this much longer, they're this much cooler than me, they have so much to teach me, and they picked me, mm. and... I'm brand new to feelings like love, uh -huh. and so having someone who knows so much more than me validate the way that I feel that this is so special, they're so much further down the road, they think it's special too. Oh my god, this w must be once in a lifetime. Yeah. And also, sorry about the noises my radiator is making, I don't know if you can hear them, but it's screaming. There's this element of like, your first love, until you have loved more than one person, your only framework for that feeling is the way that person makes you feel. So until you've loved more than one person, your first love is love. Mm. Johnny is love. Johnny is the only place I've ever gotten this feeling from. Mm -hmm. So the stakes are so high, which is why, like, all the fucking classic romances are set in high schools, because it's just like, the stakes are so high why? because I've seen so little of the world, and that gets augmented by your counterpart being some someone who's seen so much more of the world, and they still think this is special and they still think you're special mm -hmm. and so that whole like I'm scared I'll never feel like this again in my whole life thing is very it's very appropriate for the context but it also like made me a little sad just because like damn yeah honey you just graduated high school yeah he's a grown man he is supposed to be three years older than her yeah. which is not the same I it's still developmentally, like, yeah. he's been yes. in the world, he's been in the workforce, yes. she has yes. been raised in this little cotton ball of a lifestyle, right. and yeah. Right. But still, it's yeah. not, he's not 34 and she's 17. Fact, yes, yes. Anyway, that's my, don't fuck up your life for your first love who's older, diatribe. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it if you're yes. listening, fuck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, it's time for sexy, 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 sexy time! Dance. Yes. He puts on a sexy, sexy song, and they start to do their sexy, sexy dance. And, like, it is hot, hot. They dance real close, and he, like, dips her Ugh. for, like, a very long time. But then also she, like, walks around him and, like, and, like kisses his back and his shoulder blades. And grabs his ass. In, yeah. Like, a like, it's very explicit for, like, number one, like, just out of high school. Mm. And... And it's just a sex scene in general. Like, grabbing a man's ass. You don't see that a lot. No, you don't. And, like, I don't know about y'all, but when I lost my virginity, I was, I didn't have the confidence to, like, circle him do like a hyena. Than, <laughs> doing anything other than starfishing. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't let me fuck this up. Oh my god. <laughs> my contribution is that I'm here. <laughs> Wow. I'm yeah. doing this as much as existing here yes. goes. Yes. But yeah, fucking also just the confidence to do anything other than laying there. Right. The like the like the sensuality. Yeah. That you don't they don't your first time isn't sensual so no. much. At least not sensual in a way that you are instigating. You're just <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh okay, cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> my fucking Neat. 
have a note that says, oh, the lipstick on Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some bubblegum <laughs> lipstick on him. It's amazing. It's like lipstick with a little bit of a sheen. Like, it's so <laughs> it's a little pink. frosted. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did they, when they put, like, noticeable lipstick, yeah. it's so confusing. It's Just so weird. moisturize yeah. them lippers. <laughs> moisturize. <laughs> Them lippers? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sexy for me. God. Anyways, also, I have a note that says, I can't fuck someone I have to teach stuff to. And I know that's a distinctly power dynamic-y. Men do that to, like, ladies, younger ladies. Right. That's the deal. But, like, uh, weird I'm, gross. Weird gross. And for me personally... I don't have the time. I don't have the time. <laughs> no, and it's also just everybody's sexuality is different, but that is just antithetical to all of the things that I find hot. I don't yes. want to do more work. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to, oh my God, I got so many fucking balls in the air. I don't want to <laughs> hold your hand. Holy shit. Holy shit. You goddamn contribute. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Bring something to the table. Oh my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Holy shit. Um, also, I wrote Big Sexy, and then I looked it up. This was done after, like, Risky Business. Like, things were getting a little friskier mm -hmm. in the 80s. Yeah, Risky they Business said, was 83. Yes. Um, but, like, sexy shit has been happening, and this was distinctly, like, oh, it's, uh, I'm down to clown. Let's oh, fucking Oh, we're, go. like, we are fucking, like, this yeah. is, like, this is a sexy scene, like, yes. the way that, to be honest, old porn films, they, like, are more sensual than the, the, mo the, the, the contemporary yes. counterparts. Sure. But just, like, it is, like, the introduction to a very explicit scene that yes. we just don't see. Yes. But they're just like, oh, we, we, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fuck each other. Yeah. We're gonna fuck all up on each other. We're gonna fuck right now. Fuck all up on each other for probably a really long time. <laughs> we are not here for the final destination, oh my God. baby. Absolutely. It's a journey kind of situation. Oh, and it's so good. God, I just, people People have sex, and they say fuck, yeah. and they get abortions, and I just think that we should support that. <laughs> Olivia has no pants on, is raising her glass of red wine, and is like, mmm. Oh yeah, baby. The real life. <laughs> Don't you know? It's very, very good. Oh my god, and I haven't had pants on all day. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, so they have sex, and then it's the next day, right? Yes, it's the next day. They're eating breakfast. They have a a, a tense breakfast in that, like, the mom and the, the who cares daughter are both eating grapefruits. The dad is not talking to baby and then feigns interest in the other daughter for, like, ten seconds. Mm -hmm. And the other daughter is ecstatic. Is um, ecstatic and the coding of, like, the mother and the daughter only eating grapefruits and the father and baby eating, like, full fucking breakfast. Yeah. And the just, like, she's not like other girls. She eats... Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, a throwaway. Yeah. The sister, like, does some shitty things, but, but is, the I, majority like, of, like, the reason we know she's terrible is because she is vapid, and we're, yeah. like, or she's, we're meant to think she's, she's vapid because she cares of, about yeah. being pretty. Yes. She's just, like, supposed to be a product of all the horribleness. Gender roles. Yes. Misogyny. Absolutely. Being a Absolutely. lady's lady. Yeah, yeah. And just those sort of slight, like, she likes shoes, she watches her weight. Must be stupid and terrible. And horrible. Yeah, and, like, she is terrible, but it's not because she likes grapefruit. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, so it's breakfast. Father will not talk to daughter, and the owner of the club comes up and is like, hey, 
are you guys gonna do the talent show this weekend? Oh, sure. And the dad is like, no, we're, we're leaving, leaving tonight. Right now. And the mom and the older sister are like, what the fuck? Get fucked. We've already paid for it, and the daughter is like, I'm, I'm gonna be, be in the, the show. show. And so Baby and him have this, like, tense eye contact, and then he's like, it was just an idea, never mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's just to establish that there's gonna be a talent show, it's the end of the season, and the dad is, like, mad at Baby. So I think the next thing that happens, and I really do apologize because we took notes like we normally do, but this plot summary is a little different, so Mm. there's just, like gaping holes where I'm like, what yes. the, what? what is supposed to be oh happening? Because the only thing my thing says is, Johnny! But I think, yeah, the next thing that happens is that the breakfast was tense and the dad is super upset and disappointed, but the next thing that we see is she went back to visit Penny. Right. And John, and uh, she walks in and Penny's lying in bed and she's like, your dad just left. Yeah. He's so wonderful. Please thank him for me and thank yeah. you so much for taking care of us. And so we sort of get this window into, like, the dad is, like, disappointed but a good guy like he's like yeah trying to take care of her wants her to be okay very sweet to her and then johnny comes in and is so fucking weird he is just like like for for jennifer gray for baby it is the morning after losing her virginity and you are just such a fucking raw ball of nerves yeah just like everything is every other thought is like damn am i different now am i different does he hate me Oh my god. What's oh my happening? God. We haven't said anything? What's yeah. going and on? And so he rolls in and he's the older one and he's also weird as fuck and yeah. like can't fucking look around. Oh my in god, the eyes. no one can fucking chill with the goddamn no. eye contact is another <laughs> note that I have. Holy fuck, they just cannot stop like like no one can be cool <laughs> like, and so penny like very easily is like what's your deal Jesus Christ. and so jennifer gray leaves and then she's like johnny get your shit together don't don't fuck the guests that's like the first thing you told me when yeah. i started working here don't do that you're gonna get hurt it's gonna go bad break it off yeah. and he's like hermana, I, don't hermana. He says I don't think anything. he said he's just he, patrick swayze he's patrick swayze and then it. he leaves and jennifer gray looks at him and they don't really say anything. He starts to walk away and then she goes, Johnny! And then they look at each other and there's just like three cuts back and forth. We see each of their faces twice and they like, Doctor! Brad! Janet! Doctor! (laughs) (laughs) Hold on first! Just, oh my god! It's so fucking crazy. It's so weird and all that happens is that they smile at each other a little. Right, and I don't, like, when that happens, and I think it's, you've taken film classes, I have not. A lot of the time when I am I am like a tiny toddler baby, spoon feed me, whatever the fuck I'm supposed to know about. What's supposed to happen with the eye contact? Oh my god. Well, they just, I really, I think that this movie is like, it doesn't matter what we're implying because the important stuff is just gonna happen. Okay. Like, the next scene, you see that it's okay, so it doesn't matter that this weird, wordless eye contact is confusing because in the next scene you're going to see them together and it's fine. Sure. And you're like, okay, I guess they worked it out and I guess retroactively I understand that that scene was them working it out without sure. their words, but what the what fuck? What the fuck? I yeah. don't understand. It's it's weird. It's silly. But I think the next Dr. Dad came back, barely holding it together. Um, my next note, it has two hearts by it. It says, beefcake have feelings. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> my next note says, summer sausage <laughs> Summer sausage ass? <laughs> Damn! I couldn't tell you. Oh, no. Well, on that note, though, I do I do think I know what it's about, and cool. I, I, have, I have the plot ready. 
Johnny rejects an indecent proposal by Vivian Pressman, an adulterous wife, who instead sleeps with Robbie, inadvertently foiling Lisa's own plan to lose her virginity to him. When Vivian spots Baby leaving Johnny's cabin, she feels spurned and attempts to revenge on Johnny by claiming he stole her husband's wallet. Max is ready to fire Johnny, but Baby backs up his alibi, revealing that she was with Johnny at the time of a theft. The real thieves, Sydney and Sylvia Schumacher, are caught, but Johnny is still fired for mixing with Baby. Before leaving, Johnny tries to talk to Dr. Hausman, but is only accused of trying to get at Baby. Baby later apologizes to her father for lying, but not for her romance with Johnny, and then accuses him of classism. <laughs> okay, so I think my my shit is like, this plot summary is written like if you were recapping the movie and just like explaining, like, they're just wrapping up whole plot lines, sentence after sentence, as opposed to, whole storyline sentence after sentence, as opposed to, like, chronologically the way that the movie happens. Sure, yes. So the, like, the rich cougar who's trying to fuck Johnny, the whole, like, her framing Johnny and everything like that. Happens at the end of the movie. Yeah, just, like, a lot of stuff happens in between, but because they mentioned her in this plot summary, they were like, everything about her right away? Here we go. All right. But Johnny rejects this woman. He's basically, like, beefcake have feelings. He is talking to Baby in this next scene where they're together and it's okay and they have had sex. She goes, how many women have you had? Mm -hmm. He gets really upset and he's like, goes on this monologue about how, like, the ladies at this country club throw money at him all the time and he thinks that must mean that they care about him, but then they don't and he's oh so sad and, like, I, you know, one week I'm starving and the next I'm drowning in diamonds and just, like, it's unstable and class stuff is hard and... But the main point of... His monologue is like, it's sad that these cougars who are cheating on their husbands with me don't care about me and they just want to fuck. It's like, duh, you grown man. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, hon. Duh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Her titties said that before she even spoke. And like, it's your job. Like, what? Like, it's not your job to fuck the wives, but like... That is the situation. You're the sexy dance man. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. But he's still, yeah, he's allowed to feel bad about that. And he does. And he's vulnerable with her. And then, um... Do we get to cute dancey time? Is that time for cute dancey time? I have cute flirty dance a little lower. Oh, well, I don't know what's... Oh, I I think, uh, the next cut is just to the sisters lying in bed. The two sisters are lying in bed, it's nighttime, and the sister, apropos of nothing, goes, I've decided to go all the way with Robbie. Yeah. Which is also insane, based on her sexual relationship with Robbie at the beginning of the movie. Where he fucking tried to assault her! Yes. And she ran away! Yes. So she has decided to sleep with this guy. And then Robbie, as you'll recall, is the one who knocked up Penny and then was like, damn, not my job, not my fucking prob. Yeah. And so Lisa goes, I'm gonna go all the way with Robbie. What? Yes, my monkey's not my carnival. Yes, my monkey's not my circus. Fuck! <laughs> yes, my monkey's... Yes, my sperm. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> So we, like, this is where we learn, because I think that if I had cared about Robbie before, I would have, like, realized it was the same guy, but for this scene, 
this scene for me and maybe a lot of audience members was like, oh shit, it's the same guy who knocked up Penny and now sure. like the sister's gonna sleep with him and the sister's also like, maybe we'll come back here for our 10th anniversary. Like, it's, oh it's been God. like three weeks. Yeah. That is... It's been like three weeks and you haven't been in it like Johnny and Baby oh have been in it. Oh my God. fuck, Cuckoo dude. bananas yeah. crazy. Like, never in my most adolescent and dramatic of stages of life was I like that. Mm. And... I'm like that every day. <laughs> Every day of my life. I make eye contact and I'm like, what if this is the beginning? <laughs> Just like, is it you? <laughs> like, fucking. Ba da da! Oh my god! And yeah. so, fucking, uh, cute flirty dance. Do you remember what that oh, was about? Yes, I do, <laughs> baby! Um, so we see baby. Also, as soon as baby has sex, mm. she wears a white shirt. The rest of the movie. Yeah, she's got... There's one costume where she, like, throws back to when she was doing the... She was practicing dancing by herself to wipe out. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the same outfit. It's, yes. like, pink shirt, uh, jean shorts. Yes, and but that's only when she's, like, painting a set, like, later in the movie. Yes, but every other scene else, that she... Yeah, she's... She is in a white shirt. White. Um, so she's in a white top, and she is in Johnny's dance studio, and they are... She's making fun of him for the way that he was acting before. And she's like, he's trying to, like, get all up on her. And she's like, ah, this is my dance space. Get out of my dance space. Keep your frame. Pick up your feet. Like, it's just very cute. And then they start to mouth the words to this song to each other. Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia, which... Right. When I saw, before I saw this movie, and I think one of the reasons that I didn't watch it for so long is because I saw this clip of this scene out of context. And out of context, I thought this movie was like Grease. I thought it was a musical. I thought they were actually singing because they're mouthing the words to the, like, how do you call your love a boy? Yeah. And it's, it's very sweet and cute and silly and very endearing, and she, they both do a great job, but... Just that scene, I was like, is this a stupid fucking musical that I will not watch on principle for most of my life? Yes! Yeah, it is. But it's such a great scene. It's so sweet, and it's sexy and lovely and cute. And and then it gets interrupted by fucking hotel Freedom Rider boyfriend, and he's like, hmm, make sure you're getting your money's worth of this dance lesson, baby, and Johnny, want to talk about the last dance? I want to spice it up, and Johnny gets really excited about doing something, like, actually cool, and then Hotel Boy goes, get fucked, you, we're not gonna do anything actually cool. It's just a slightly different thing, and I'm gonna, like, feel good about mixing it up, but yeah. you still hate me and I'm terrible. The whole point of this scene is that, is that I condescend to you directly in front of baby, Yeah. and class is crazy, yeah. ha 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 ha. Yes. And, like, instantly him being like, hey, Johnny, it's me, your boss, I'm in here to suggest something, and then Johnny's like, I have a different idea, and the fucking Freedom Rider kid is instantly like, maybe I'll fire you, yeah. how would that be? And yeah. Johnny's like, okay, I guess the fuck not. <laughs> Jesus. Who cares? And so that's the whole scene. Yes. Right? Yes. And so the next I believe the next scene is I think they're I think they're walking along and baby's like, Duck, it's my family. They see the father, uh baby's father, baby sister, and Robbie, and father's got an arm around either of them, and the sister is very clearly saying stuff that she doesn't really understand, but she's trying to fill like the vacuum that baby has left by no longer being the favorite child, and she's right. like Mmm, smart stuff about China and Vietnam, and ah, ha, 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 and it's just a little uncomfortable, but it just, this has happened so that Johnny can get very upset, very disproportionately upset with her for not wanting to, like, stroll in front of her father arm in arm with him, which 
obviously, like, it, it, it sets off the scene where he's like, fuck you, you've got choices, I don't have any choices, I don't have any chance for upward mobility, my dad keeps fucking bothering me about joining the house painters union, right. but I don't want to be a house painter, I want to be a dancer, and like, I have dreams, and I don't get them, and you like, his whole thing is like, you won't tell your dad about me, you're ashamed of me, mm-hmm. that is so horrible that fuck you right now, but A, they just slept together for the first time like, a day ago, B, he will lose his job. Yeah. See, he has never, as far as we know, asked her for that. He's never asked her to claim him. And so her being like, maybe now's not the time to out us to my dad is super reasonable in general. But him being like, how dare you? It's so weird. Also, Johnny, maybe you could clarify the situation to my dad before I out us as being Yeah, maybe you could explicitly be like, hi, I didn't like knock up and endanger the life of my the girl you saved yeah. that wasn't me you got the wrong guy yeah. anyway i'm dating your nobody's daughter. clarifying that has to happen in that order you stupid bitch yeah. anyway so they walk back to the service the cabins. working class camp yes yeah. <laughs> ravi is there and johnny and baby are like kind of hanging off of each other and it's just obvious that they are a thing and then Robbie walks by and goes damn picked the wrong sister um, don't worry, baby. I went slumming too, in reference to how he hooked up with Penny and then like impregnated, impregnated her. her. And so, as well as fucking with her sister, but maybe he should have picked the sluttier sister. Right. And also, you're slumming by being with Johnny. Anyway, a lot of stuff coming together, yeah. and Johnny like hops the railing and starts to beat the shit out of Robbie, Absolutely. but like in the stage fightiest, most horrible. Fucking oh acting one. Everyone is so stiff. Oh, Everybody it's so is so bad. rigid, and they're just like, these are the moves. You punch, I duck. Yes. You punch you again, I don't duck. duck. Oh my god, it's so bad. So they're like tussling, and Johnny's winning, and then Johnny gets up and goes, You're not you worth, worth it. it. Which, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that all the way to fuck that. You are worth it. You're worth fucking eaten my shoe god fucking <laughs> damn it god damn the just like also you're not worth it when you've already hit him in the face like seven times <laughs> not worth what not worth like killing him right now what <laughs> what we're like levels a little late to take the high ground you've been beating the shit out of him like for the last 10 seconds <laughs> can't be like i couldn't be bothered you've got his blood on your knuckles johnny <laughs> You got his hair in your teeth. Holy shit. Oh my god. Was he biting his head? Did I stutter? <laughs> it's an oh ancient house painter technique. <laughs> he turns into like a, f- <laughs> a feral woods person. <laughs> Rips out a clump of this guy's hair, shrieks, and then he's in the Yeah! That's the deal. That's the deal. I. Oh my god. You're not worth it. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Well, so um, I, my note is O stage combat, and then my next note is sexually aggressive cougar, and so we finally arrived at the scene that I keep being like. It's the scene it's now! The scene that it's not. <laughs> This woman's character arc is tits. Oh my god. Her titties are the main point. So it's, this entire scene is like, 
rehearsal for the talent show, Baby is painting, like, a palm tree. Inexplicably. Just the throwaway, like, it's almost play time, so anybody is painting the set, and the set is this, like, cut out of a palm tree, and at the same time as the set painting is happening on stage, there is a performer rehearsing next to you, and it's the sister singing, like, a Honest to God, tone deaf rendition of a song that I don't remember the name of. <laughs> which is a like a yodely song, which is bold for anybody who can't like hit that. Everything is kind of happening at once, but it's just like it's so that the sister and Patrick Swayze and Baby and this new character we're meeting can all be in the same space together, but they're not necessarily all interacting. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. aware of everything, but they're not all hanging out. Right. And so there's this, like... In the previous scene, he was like, rich old ladies try to fuck me, and it make me sad. And then this scene, this woman who is, like, obviously in her mid to late 50s, if not 60s, but, like, well-preserved and wearing, like, a titty-licious fucking oh, yeah. fit. Like, all but the areolas. Yes. It's very... Sexy. She's sexy. like, I'd like to fuck! Oh my god, as my parents would say, serving it up. Serving it up. God, that's good. It's holy ancient. shit, that's it's good. ancient. God damn. Yeah. Some old stuff is very good. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. But she, yeah, she is serving them titties. Yeah. And she walks over to him and, and she's, she's like, like, I've arranged something for us, lover. Yes. It's the last night. Yeah. I... I've got a little something in the works so we can be together. Mm-hmm. And she saunters back to the table where her husband is playing cards. Yeah. And, like, her husband is away all weekend and he comes back on the weekend. And he's, like, bald and his name's Mo and he's, like, he's playing just, like, at the card age. table. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing at the card table and Patrick Swayze comes up and like, he goes, like, oh, would you... Would you give my wife a few lessons? And it's like, number one, this is the last night. Give my wife dance lessons at 11 p.m. tonight. Yes. Yes. And he's just like, can I pay you to fuck my wife? (laughs) And Patrick Swayze's like, I'll have to think about that. And then he, like, thinks about it for a second. He's like, you know, I'm so busy. No thanks. No thanks. And he's like, it wouldn't be right to take the money. And baby's like, damn, he only wants to put his dick in In me. me. And she's like... Like, not in that interaction, but she's in the room on painting the, the yeah. palm tree. And she she's sees like, it happen. Wow. Romance. Yes. And the cougar lady, Janice Vincenzo Vivian. Uh, Vivian. <laughs> Janice Vincenzo. <laughs> Where? Where's it from? I don't know. <laughs> Janice Vincenzo. Janice Vincenzo. Uh-huh. Slutty older lady. Vivian Pressman is her name, and this is just to to establish that he has made this choice that makes Baby love him and makes Vivian want to, like, exact revenge on him. Sure. And so uh, there's a song that plays, and it's a song from 1987, which just, like, consistently in this movie, I can't emphasize enough how much it is not oh my God. set in the 60s, is, even though it's supposed to be like, set in the 60s. Like, Patrick Swayze has a mullet. Oh my God. And it's, it's supposed to look like... He's got, like, the leather jacket, and he's got, like, the little cone that they have on oh the front of her. But it's, he's got a mullet. I mean, all of the women, they look like high school yearbook photos. It's They're, crazy. It's unbelievable. Just, like, the bobs and, like, the undone hair in the way that, like, didn't happen in the The audacity 60s. of, like, doing 80s makeup, wearing 80s yes. shirts, doing, like, 80s hair, like, in a movie that, in a period piece. Yeah. What the fuck? Yes, the least period piece of any period piece. Unreal. Yeah. But for me, one of the most jarring things is they, like, play music from the 80s. Yes. Like, pretty consistently. Yes. But, like, mixed in with the music from the 60s. Just a lot of jumbled, like, oh, we, we don't care what year you think it is. Yeah. We've said it. 
And if you so were paying attention, that's and we will awesome. signify it with the cars a little bit, but only sometimes. Anyways, like <laughs> fucking who cares? So I think Baby and her sister are hanging out again, like getting ready for the talent show or some shit. And Lisa is her name. Lisa. Le- Lisa is the sister. Yes. Lisa is like, damn. Tonight's the night with me and Robbie. And he doesn't and even, he doesn't know, even it know it yet. And it's like, honey, there's one night left. I think you might, I guess. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think there's only one. It's either a yes or a no. It's not like a choice of when. Tonight's the night. Ton- this is it. This is the end of the line. And there's so one stop left. <laughs> she's prepping Anyways. to go surprise him at his cabin. Yes. To be like, hey, let's fuck. And then baby's like, damn, you sure, honey? And she's like... Yeah. Yeah, she's like, damn. She's like, damn. She's like, damn. <laughs> Daddy listens when I speak now. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, oh, that's not baby's fault. You sad motherfucker. Um, so she's like, it's time for me to surprise the Robbie. And then she goes up to his cabin and she knocks on the door and she's like, Robbie, it's me, Lisa. And there's straight up a towel on, on the, the handle. Door. Like, it is, it is classic I'm fucking get lost. Yes. Kind of energy. And she opens the door without anybody saying anything. And the cougar is on top of Robbie. They are fookin'. Foo-foo-fookin'. Um, and they both see her and he goes, Aw, nuts! And then she closes the door and yeah. she's like, Aw, nuts! And then she, she leaves. She goes away. And then the next scene we see, we see baby leaving Johnny's place and Vivian sees her leaving. Well, right. But before that, there's a little scene that is literally just... They're lying in bed, baby, and Patrick Swayze, and he goes, I had a dream that your father accepted me. And that's the whole scene. And then they smoochie-smoochie, she's gotta go. They smoochie-smoochie outside of his cabin, and Vivian, the cougar who just got, like, rejected by Swayze and fucked by Swayze and fucked mediocrely, it seems like. Like, she leaves, and she doesn't look guilty, she just looks, like, annoyed and Mm -hmm. disheveled, and she's leaving his uh room and she spots Swayze being all sweet on Jennifer Grey and she's like damn am I gonna fuck up his life immediately am I gonna do it immediately and she does I think it's literally the next scene yes um they're at dinner Jennifer Grey's whole family and then schmoozy terrible um freedom rider guy and the owner are sitting there and the owner is like man it sucks having to fire someone, but, like, it also sucks learning a member of your staff is a thief. And, yeah. like, this number of wallets have been s- reported stolen from rooms, and, like, that happened at the Sheldrake, too, turns out. And this morning, Moe's wallet was stolen, mm-hmm. and his wife reported it missing, and uh, his wife also said that she saw Patrick Swayze walking by during the window of time where we know the wallet disappeared. Yeah. Basically, she has set up Patrick Swayze right. to get fired for theft. Right. And truly now I'm realizing that it's just a coincidence that the fucking... Oh! Ah! Did she steal his wallet? No. His no, wallet his just wallet gets just stolen. Gone. And yeah. she... And, uh, yeah. and Vivian pounces on the fact so that the she wants like, to fuck Patrick Swayze. Yeah, over. I'm trying to ruin Patrick Swayze's life because he wouldn't dick me down that one time. And yeah. so Jennifer Grey is like, damn, does that mean you're going to fire Patrick Swayze? And they're like, yeah. 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 And then and then the, the, the hotel owner goes to his horrible grandson, I'm going to show you how to fire an employee. Right. Here's like a teachable moment for you. Right. And I'm going to um, ruin someone's fucking life. 
And baby at the table is like, whew, she takes a deep breath and she was like, ooh, turns out Swayze didn't do it because we've been fucking all night. Yeah. And like, he was with me. He was with me straight up. He was in me. Like, yeah. I, yeah. he was so very much not stealing a wallet and yeah. like, I was there. Yeah. I know. I know. And she's in, in front of her dad, in front of yeah. God and everyone. And yeah. so there's this like, which... Okay, yeah. So basically the entire scene is her being like, I got fucked! And then we cut to her father being very sad. Oh my god, he is straight up, has a blanket over his shoulders, has his feet up on a chair, and is staring at a lake. He's catatonic because his (laughs) daughter got dick down. Yes, his 18-year-old daughter was like... Damn, sometimes I touch other people. I fucked Patrick Swayze! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. I cannot deal. Um, no, he's just a fucking sad dad. Sad dad. And also, like, if you're a dad listening to this, the silent treatment? Are you 10? No, just men don't have emotional intelligence. What? They're not They're not socialized to be emotionally intelligent. And particularly dads, they're older. They don't know how to be like, that hurt my feelings for these reasons. They know how to yell and or shut up. Shut yeah. up to punish you. Oh my god, what the fuck is that about? But anyways... Um, he shut the fuck up for a few days and is now shutting the fuck up while looking at water. Right, the silent treatment, which is devastating. Like, Absolutely when someone is. Oh my god, it's it's the worst. I didn't get a lot of those from, from adults in my life, but mm. the few times someone was like, I'm gonna punish you by pretending you don't exist, it was my abuse of acts. Mm. Um, it sucks a lot. It does suck. Anyway, basically, I think Baby is just there to be like, yes, I did get fucked, Sorry, I let you down by fucking. No, I think it was the lying. I think that's the main. That makes sense. She's like, damn, sucks that like we couldn't be honest with each other. But like, I knew you would react like this. Mm. What's your deal? I'm not gonna going to apologize for fucking because I liked tofu. It was good for me. Yeah, Yeah, that was good for me. So like, you can take that however you want to. I am going to leave. Thank you very much. And then she leaves. Right. It doesn't resolve. He doesn't say anything. She just talks to him. Well, there's still, like, a you gotta love all the things about someone. Oh, ding, 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 take your shot. Take your shot. People are people. You can't pick and choose. But I don't remember. Boop, boop. Does she says that? Yes. He's, yeah. Great. He doesn't she's, say anything. Oh, she's, oh, that's right. She's just like, Dad, like, I know you didn't like this thing, but you have to forgive me because you love me and I'm not just an idea of a person. I'm not just the parts of me that you like. I'm all I'm me. It's all Which me. is also a crazy thing to say to your dad because, like, you saw... Me from the instant I was here. Right, like if- Obviously you don't- You didn't get to pick and choose this. <laughs> You're so my like, what the dad. fuck? So then, Patrick Swayze goes to the family's cabin and is like, Damn, I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking care of my friend. Mm. I care about your kid a lot. Mm. Um, and the dad goes, you can still go- get fucked. Um, because we have not- Literally, we will not say that Robbie was the one that fucked Penny over. Right, we haven't cleared up this unbelievably resolvable misunderstanding and, like, major misunderstanding about a horrible thing that nobody wants to be accused of. Like, the dad is just, like... Like, Johnny being fine with sitting with that. Yeah, Johnny being like, hey, I... Like, I'm in love with your daughter. You also saved my friend's life. Thank you so much. I respect you so much. And the dad being like, I don't respect you... You did that to Penny. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't, like, I'm not going to give you my blessing with my daughter. And Patrick Swayze is like, of course you assume it was me. And he leaves. And it's like, just tell say him. the words. Tell what him. the fuck? Tell him. And then we cut to, like, the quote unquote, like, service people 
common area. Not Penny, but Baby is like sleeping in a random spot. And Wasn't then it in his bed. Mm-mm. No. Oh, she's just yeah. She's sleeping in like the servants' quarters. Yes. Right. You're right. Yes. She's sleeping in the common area. And Patrick Swayze goes, "Baby, I've been looking all over for you." They found the people who really did it. The Schumachers have been going, like, are wanted in two states and have been going around to these different fucking Jewish hotels and stealing from people. <laughs> They're so old and tiny. Oh, my so God. old and tiny. We saw them briefly at the Sheldrake, and it was like, why do they keep showing us this old couple? What's happening? That's what's happening. They were setting up that those people were stealing. Yeah. And Baby, when she was trying to defend Johnny, when the hotel owner was like, we got a firearm for stealing, she was like, what if it's the Schumachers? Yeah. I saw them at the Sheldrake. Yeah. And at no point is her dad like, why were you at the Sheldrake? Right. But... The Schumachers did it. Wow, amazing. But they're still firing Johnny because he got mixed up with the likes of her. Yeah. And... It's not the right one to fuck he's her. He's not the right one. He's poor. That's that's it. So it turns out we might be wrong about the order of those two scenes. And my notes say that, it ha- that what happened was, I'm getting fired for you. I talked to your dad. Charlie's notes say he talked to the dad first. And then uh, I'm getting fired for you. It doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter, but for what it's worth, if you're like a diehard fan and you're like, that's not how that happened, we don't care. So the last paragraph of the plot summary, we're there. At the end of season talent show, Dr. Hausman gives Robbie a recommendation for medical school, but when Robbie admits that he got Penny pregnant, then insults her and baby, Dr. Hausman angrily grabs the recommendation back. Johnny arrives and disrupts the final song by bringing Baby up to s- on stage and declaring that she has made him a better person, and then they do the dance they practiced all summer, ending with a successful performance of the climactic lift. Dr. Hausman admits he was wrong about Johnny and reconciles with Baby, and then all the staff and guests join Baby and Johnny in dancing to I've Had the Time of My Life. Alrighty, let's jump Alrighty right in, rules. folks. Um, so... The only thing that Robbie had to do was shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. And then he would have gotten... I also don't know if it was a recommendation. It was a check. I thought it was a check, too. Yeah. I think Strange. it's money. Good luck it's in medical money. school. Yeah. Yes. Here's I think it's a piece money. of paper. Right. Yeah, probably money. And then Robbie is like, man, thanks for taking care of Penny. You know how girls can be when they're slutty. Yeah. Stupid slutty ladies. Yeah. It's mistake time. Thanks. And the dad's like... I'm sorry, what? It was you? Yeah. And then he's like, get blown and he takes the check back. Yes. The, the like, the moments of vindication are very satisfying in this movie. They're really good. You don't, like, the, like, the baby pouring the water on Robbie's crotch instantly when he's like, stupid lady doesn't deserve my time, she doesn't matter. Baby's like, fuck you immediately. And then, like... Robbie later being like, haha, went slumming. Patrick Swayze is like, I'm gonna beat your face in right now. <laughs> yeah. Just, and then Robbie being like, I think Robbie just gets dogged the he whole does. movie. He just like, he does. him being like, stupid ben lady. Ben Shapiro ass. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Literally. Oh my god. Literally. Wow. Jewish piece of shit. Damn, I will Anyways. not be saying that. No. <laughs> That's no. for me. But anyway. Man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Anyways. Anyways. Does he feel seen? Does he watch this movie and he's like, you know what? Ben Shapiro's like, you know who didn't get a fair shake of it? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Robbie. Robbie. Anyways. Holy shit. But yeah, uh, so now we know that the dad knows that he was wrong for uh, being mean to Patrick Swayze. And Robbie gets his vague comeuppance in the form of being shamed. But like, I think it's more, it's comeuppance for like, the sake of our catharsis. He's been... 
read the riot act three times in this movie and he doesn't care because he doesn't have a conscience. Yeah. But for our benefit, the doctor's like, fuck you. Get fucked. And then I think it's the, the famous scene time, right? Um, no. It's yeah. so fucking random. But they decided to shove another plot point at the end of this movie. Oh my god, that's the right. the owner of Kellerman's, blank Kellerman, um, <laughs> talks to Tito, the band director, and is like, hmm... Damn, this is so bittersweet. It's actually the end. Who actually wants to come up to these, this getaway for a few months with their parents? Who wants to do the foxtrot? Nobody. All the kids are going to Europe. 22 countries in three days. And I said, what the fuck? First are of all, you, are you strapped into a seat? You have a catheter. And you are just being driven nonstop on the highway, connecting to all of these fucking countries. 22 countries in three days? What? It is, it is, it is a bananas monologue. He's talking to Tito Suarez, who's the only black character. I'm sorry, I had to do the math. That's, like, more than seven countries a day. Yeah. Seven countries a day? I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know if you can logistically, physically do that. I you don't cannot. think you can't. I, d- I don't think you can't. Uh-oh! Fuck! Yeah, it, the, it's, such a, it's such a weird fucking monologue, and it's just, like, Tito barely gets to speak after having had one line at the beginning <laughs> yes. of the movie where he was like, Cool, guys! Thanks for coming! And then he was done. Yeah. He was, it's just the owner monologuing at him being like, Wow, Tito, you've been with us through the Depression, but I don't know, because now... Kids know about Europe, and they want to go there, and they're too slutty for the foxtrot. What do I do? I own the the Catskills, and so... I own the Catskills. (laughs) And so fucking, while this is happening, all of the employees are singing the, like, company song of the resort that is just like... Which I, um, unfortunately know... Is the Cornell University fight song, among other things. Wow. I don't like that. My for high me. school has one of those. Yeah? Because it was founded in like like the teens. Olden times. Nineteen teens. Jesus like Christ. A, one of those. Anyways. That's very cool. Well, it's just it's a classic melody that like is of many things. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it's originally called. But um <sighs> basically what is supposed to happen is this is the last song because Johnny's been fired. He usually does the last dance of the season, but they let him go because he fucked a guest. And so they're just going to close out with this weird, all the employees sing a parody song about how fun the summer was here at Kellerman's. And then Johnny like bursts in. He interrupts an event that is seconds from being over. Oh yeah. He beelines for this table and baby's family is sitting um, at a round table So there's these stone columns that are jutting out from the wall, and they're, like, maybe structural supports, maybe they're just decorative, but they're jutting out, like, six inches from the wall every, like, 20 feet, and you can see them, and it's very, like, lodge-y. Baby is up against the wall, like, leaning on one of those columns. She's just, like, sitting at dinner. But this is the moment that Patrick Swayze bursts in on their dinner and nobody says anything else. No. He no, they do not. opens and closes this interaction by saying, nobody puts baby in her corner. 
nobody puts baby in the corner. First of all, so silly that that is like how that happens. And those are the stakes of that moment because it's such a stupid fucking line. And like, it's so famous that you assume it's going to be a bigger moment. It's also like, she's not in the corner. Nobody puts baby up against, up against the a pillar. Wall. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the Nobody chair. Nobody mildly inconveniences baby. <laughs> not on my watch. Like, baby's gotta have her Nobody back to a wall. Nobody gives baby a diet coke when she asks for a coke. The just, like, mm. mob boss energy of having your back against the wall. Like, that's that's the prime seat. Sure. That's where she's most comfortable. Sure. At least vulnerable. Johnny. <laughs> so, Johnny... <laughs> back on his bullshit. Back um, on his bullshit. Take your shot. It's the here's what I learned speech to disrupt a public event. Take another. Oh, yes. It's a twofer, baby. The fucking entire staff is still up on stage going, Oh, no. This guy in a leather jacket. He jumps here. up on stage dressed like Danny in the last scene of Grease. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, Hey, guys. It's my turn now. I talk into microphone, and they're like, cool, we'll promptly get off the stage. Yeah, we We're going to split, evacuate. center, and exit right and left. Yes. We're, d- we're done. We're, we're gone. evacuating. And so Johnny's and talking. Baby is up there. He's like, damn. Damn, I fucked this lady all summer, and she changed my brain. Yeah, she made wow. it better in here. She makes me want to be a better person. Slash sure. makes me a better person, mm-hmm. and that's very cool. Mm-hmm. And I always do the last dance, and goddamn it, I'm going to do the last dance, and like, Everybody's just like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. A slight change of the program. Why not? Tight, tight, tight. Leave it tomorrow. Yeah. And then Billy, Billy puts... fucking narrator cousin character, puts time of my life, puts a time of my life 45 on the, I was going to say the beat bop. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know not... when you put the skirt a little bit on the, woo. <laughs> And it's time to listen to those smooth tracks. Yeah, absolutely. So he puts the good on the z- and it go go wonk a wonk, you know. But and it's wonderful. One of my favorite tropes um, in just truly like a suspension of disbelief thing that always pisses me off is mm. when something happens on a stage and it's supposed to be improvised and there are like light cues. Yeah. And there's like a spot that follows their dance, their improvised dance that they didn't tell anybody about. They right. didn't rehearse with the fucking tech people. Right. Right, right, right. So they do the beginning of the dance. Yes. They also, I don't know how time is working. Are they there for a week? Are they there for a month and a half? Oh my god. Are, are they, they there for two months? Are they there for the whole summer? Who that's, knows? The story is being past. told like it's happening over a week, but then yes. at the end they're like, man, the whole summer, that was crazy. And yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh. And so it's the time of my life dance, which is very famous. Oh, yes. And they're just, they start doing their little dance that they've been practicing all summer. They start doing it and it's great. And then Johnny jumps off stage. And then improvs down the center aisle. Fucking baby is standing on stage going, <laughs> She's still, like, he, like, jumped off the stage and started boogieing down the aisle and left her there and she's with like, her Damn, arms at her sides. Like, I thought this was about us. And you can see her in the background of the shot of him. Yeah. Like, fucking. Just a little bit shimmying, but also mostly standing. Just He's vibing so hard and she just, like, she doesn't know what to do and the way that they shot it shows us that both those things are true and it just kind of pulls you out of the moment like, what? What the fuck is happening? (laughs) She, like, gets, like, princess sailed down off the stage. Because he's now incorporated, like, 45 extras. Dance extras. Danced extras that were just, like, in the wings and I thought, I thought they were all dancers at the camp but apparently they're just, like, the staff. The staff. And they all know the choreography and so they dance up the aisle and then she, like, Gets lifted, sail, like, fancy ballerina stage dive energy, 
and she like is on the floor and they're boogieing and then they do the and then lift it's the time and for they the hit it lift and it's wonderful it's just wonderful and very sweet and then the movie ends and then yeah and then everybody's boogieing um baby and Johnny get dad's approval dad is like he says when I'm wrong I say I'm wrong and mm-hmm. I like that a lot and he was like damn sorry I was really fucking mean to you thought you were a bad guy yeah. and that's the reason and so. Yeah, then it's just a series of cuts of, like, everybody boogie down, everybody's happy, all the loose ends are tied up, nobody who's mean is actually that mean, and everybody gets a happy ending, including the fucking owner of the resort who, like, leans over to Tito and is like, hey, you got sheet music for this. Yeah. For this disco stuff, or whatever the fuck. I don't, you got, for this rock and roll, who the fuck. Who the fuck knows. And so then the band joins in, and they're playing, and I forgot about... The best part of this movie, which, first of all, the movie's over. Congratulations, we did it. We did it. But I forgot about one of my favorite facts, which I completely skipped over somehow, even though it's in my notes, which is that there's a song in this movie. We talked about how the music choices in this film, in addition to a lot of other stuff that, like, places them in different decades, is so distracting. But at one of the, like, pivotal moments, pivotal emotional moments in this movie... Uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey are talking and then they're upset and then he like drives away and leaves her in the dust and a song starts playing that is like so 80s we were both pulled out of the moment and we googled it and it is a song by Patrick Swayze (laughs) written and performed by Patrick Swayze called She's Like the Wind and as soon as you like get your fucking sea legs with those facts a sax (laughs) solo bursts through the door, <laughs> knocks you on your yes. fucking face. It's unbelievable. It's so quintessentially 1980s, and then the next song that plays is like, a shoobity bop bop ba doop it's the 60s, and you're like, I swear, <laughs> please, I'm begging you. Anyway, that's, that is just something that I remembered, and I think that I started to talk about it, and then I got distracted by a different aspect of the music, right. and now it's been an hour. Mm-hmm. But, I'm just here to say that this movie is great. Yeah. How you feeling? What would you rate it, Charlie? It's an A. Yeah. I love this movie. I love this movie, and, like, there's a reason why everybody still talks about it. Yeah. It has such cool stuff in terms of, like, abortion and learning and, like, personhood, and it's sexy as fuck. It's sexy as fuck, and I like it. How about you? I think it's an A also. I really do. I think it's got... Silly stuff. It's got For certainly sure. like campy stuff, weird choices, but it's charming as hell. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's doing the thing that we talked about with like these are real people and like beautiful moments happen to everybody and tragic things happen to everybody and just yeah. the like ideas of people don't get abortions, people get abortions yeah. and just like ideas of people don't fall in love, people fall in love and people have these experiences and these identities. I loved that. I think that. I have a complicated relationship with the fact that this is still maybe, like, the best Hollywood depiction of abortion mm. from 1987. This depiction of abortion still is, is like, lauded in, like, papers and by different abortion rights activists as, like, the best movie depiction of this thing. But I've also, I was reading about it this week, like, not a lot of other movies have tried. Mm. Not a lot of other movies of this caliber in this genre, movies that aren't, like, explicitly tragic and horrible... Not a lot of other creatives try to tell this story. It's like, it was supposed to be a tiny movie. Mm. So because it wasn't a huge blockbuster, they had more leeway. And she was allowed to be like, damn, abortion? Important. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So because it wasn't, like, huge, Word. it had more leeway. And I think in the last few years, fucking sex education yeah. and shrill have done a really great job with abortion scenes. They're very different. Yeah. They're not, like, tragic in any sense, which is very cool. They're very commonplace, which That's feels true. nice. And also Superstore did that, too, in yeah. a very, like, hey, am I taking you to the clinic? And then, like, I don't think so. Cool. Cool. Where do you want to go? And, yeah. like, just that as a, like, hey, abortion is something that... Just happens to people. Happens to people. Yeah. And period. Like, yeah. no qualifier, yeah. no, like, moral yeah. lens to see that and judge that. They're just, yeah. like, abortion, much like fucking anything else, mm-hmm. it be out here. Yes. It's happening. Yes. And just, like, rights are important. Here's why. Get your shit together, America. Everybody. Just like everybody. Holy shit. Just the fact that this hasn't been improved upon and there hasn't been like more nuance applied to this and like more explicitly supportive stuff hasn't been said since then. It's like, that's pathetic. That is pathetic. 1987, a long fucking time ago, you should be better at at this. this by now. Yes. And a big drawback of the movie, there are almost no people of color. And there is, n- it's, it's not even a blip on these people's no, radar. absolutely not. This absolutely movie being, not. like, 1963, but not really. Yes. Um, 1963 in, like, a Jewish bubble up in the middle of nowhere. And it's also the 80s. Like, yes. Just, and it's also I the fucking 80s. that's one of the, like, because they did such a bad fucking job of making it a period piece, there was, like, more license to not make race a thing, but I also think that was, like... That was welcomed, as opposed mm-hmm. to something they were like, oh, shucks, I wish we had time to talk sure. about race. They just, like, didn't address it, and it was less distracting by because it felt like the 80s. But sure. every time you remember that, like, it's, it's 1963 60s. fucking yeah. freedom rights? Yeah. What? Yeah. And so just, yeah, the fact that, like, that's not getting addressed, and then also, if it's the 80s, there's fucking late 80s, three black actors in this movie. Yeah. And one of them talks, like, twice. Yeah. It just, that... That made, blows. Yeah, that fell face first into the pavement. That yeah. sucked. That um, sucked. It's a very important movie. Mm-hmm. It's very beautiful in the ways that it is beautiful. And the ways that it's silly are mostly, like, benign and nice to make fun of. Mm-hmm. I also think that it's just a great... In terms of... I keep coming back to abortion because it's, like, very important mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> um, in terms of... Media to introduce kids and young people to big concepts with. Mm-hmm. It's not like a hand holding, like, and Penny did do anything wrong, right, everybody? It's just like, this is how shit is. Yeah. How shit is. Yeah. Man, stuff was worse back then. Good thing that stuff's better now. Just yeah. like, good thing that stuff's better now, but don't forget, mm-hmm. as like a lesson baked into a bigger story about love and like these fundamental things like mm-hmm. class and overcoming obstacles to be together Mm -hmm. just like it's just a vignette of lives sure people living and just that as a way to talk about issues like this i think is much more powerful than something that is more ham-handed or more melodramatic Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons that these issues need to be baked into this genre i think that's something that i've Mm. been thinking about a lot it's just like that the rom-com universe and the rom-com formula as a vehicle for much more important things it's such, it has such wasted potential because, like... It can just be so subliminal. Yes. In a way that it's, like, the way that it's subliminally 
lightly shitty about so many fucking things. It could be lightly cool about so many fucking things and it just isn't. It's just such a canvas and such a, yeah, such a blank slate for anything. Like, truly, it's it's propaganda. It's like, man, look at these people falling in love. It's crazy. Like, what their obstacles are, how they choose to overcome them, how the people around them treat them. That's within our creative control, but, like, you're gonna come here for this basic formula. And so, like... yeah. It's such a perfect opportunity to do so many cool things. And yeah. this movie is, is an example of that. Mm-hmm. And this genre overall really just is such a fucking... Such wasted potential yeah. where that's concerned. Sure. And I think that it would still scratch the itch. And it would still be so wonderful and heartwarming and fun if they weren't such little bitch babies about important stuff. I think that they could still maintain that because I feel the way that I feel when I watch, like, B rom-coms, when I watch this, I feel the same feelings and the Mm -hmm. same emotions that make me gravitate towards this genre. I feel them and then it's also like, hey, man, abortion, that's cool and important. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Anyway, I talked about that for a long time. but that was great. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Wow. It was nice. Um... We do need you to like and subscribe and tell your friends. Tell your friends, and um, the number one thing that will help us is uh, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, if you have that. Um, that's, I don't know that that's true, but I believe Charlie. I believe uh, her. I heard it one time, and maybe it's fake, but... Yeah, I've leave heard, us reviews. Yeah. I think is generally also true. Also because it's very nice for us. It's so nice. <laughs> it's incredibly nice. Literally, fucking, if you like this, let us know, let us and know. let Follow the us. public know. Yes, let the public know. Follow us at Tropes and Dreams on Instagram. Um, share our shit. Like our shit. Um, send us fan mail. That's true. That's we won't be giving important. our address, but if you guess, <laughs> it could be fun for everybody. It could be fun for everyone. Wow. We'll see you next week. Yes. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>